This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is All Fantasy Everything, the podcast where we fantasy draft anything and everything from the world of pop culture. On today's episode, we're drafting YA books. And our guest today is the reason why. She just wrote and is about to publish Anatomy, a Love Story. It's Dana Schwartz. Dana is the creator and host of the history podcast, Noble Blood, and author of several other books, uh, which you'll hear about once we start the episode. I'm your host, Ian Carmel, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends Sean Jordan and the Bolivian sensation himself, David Borey. Let's get into it. episode of all fantasy everything the podcast that is standing in times square right now waiting for the ball to drop is that happening i don't know if did that's we happening. agree on ya novels i'm scared now <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> i thought it said books we read when we were kids i can show you the text that's okay. what do we want to do books we read when we were kids let me redo the intro I'm just no 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 this is all goes in this is just shows my fear okay i'm just i'm gonna need a lot of I'm going to need a lot of leeway. I would venture to guess that a lot of the books you read as you, when you were a kid were YA novels. No, yeah. they weren't. Not on, not no, on this they list. The, <laughs> not category, on this list. the category of YA novel really is like a more recent invention, like where it's like a book like Catcher in the Rye, like now is considered YA, but wasn't published. So now that, we're just like, saying picks. Now we're saying picks in the no, beginning. Not on I'm my list. Saying, we're like, not. There's no, she is. <laughs> Dana, you fucked up. We are saying, we just are saying picks now, and you should my feel list, bad. My That's list, my list are damn near children's books. So, or they fine. are. They just are. Are they picture books? Kind of. What does that mean? <laughs> we said I books can... you read when you were a kid. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. I can put in big books I read when I'll, I was a kid. I'll, I'll, I'll get it done. But just let's just me. say books we read fifteen and younger, twelve and younger, twelve and younger. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I got, I got a couple. We'll get there. Listen, we're not going to do a lot of book related drafts, so this is what it is. <laughs> it's books that we knew about when we were cheering. These are yeah, vegetables. We books have been called the vegetables for your eyes. I don't know if no you guys one have has ever said heard that, that besides you. <laughs> and uh, and I didn't do fare too well in the vegetable draft either. So. You hear me lash out at Dana earlier because I'm carrying, I'm still carrying a uh, grudge from the Shrek shellacking from the first <laughs> the time she was on the shrek podcast. <laughs> so that that day was the day that we found out that we had viable embryos. I, oh. Dana, right. that was like the first time that I met you. It wasn't like it was the first time I met what you. A wild two things to have correlate. I just came in so hot with so, like deep personal information, and I was like, I'm sorry, Dana, this is so personal, but I, <laughs> I'm very excited. I have to say it. So yeah, that was that was, and now we have a now we have got a baby. Now I've held one of those embryos. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm not the one you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of embryos over here. I think this is so romantic. It's like Ian, we're like going back to the spot we had our first date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, similar, uh, similar. A lot more well, I, gooey. It's a lot more gooey. 
What do you do with the extra embryos? Is that even is that polite to ask? <laughs> you can you can pay Are those to, up for grabs? You keep them on ice. <laughs> yeah, they're up for grabs, man. Dibs. You got fifty American dollars, we can talk. That's, that's just it? to talk. No, well, that's to talk. That's, that's just to open to, the conversation. Yeah, that's okay, to talk. that's yeah. You gotta have fifty bucks to get in the room. I guess. Yeah, just just to hear, just to even text. Uh yeah, you can keep them on ice. Players uh, only. You have to pay for it and then it's harsh because when you when you stop, because yeah, you for can't it, just keep those in your freezer. No, yeah. What's <laughs> do people ever like give them to people? Like I as a so. gift? I th- oh, that's <laughs> Merry, a good. Merry Christmas. That's a good Mom question. Though. Can you give it? Can you give it away? Because I give it away. Give it. Can you give it away? Give it away. Give it away. No. Thank you. Crip sugar sex magic. I feel like there has to be some kind of paper trail. I don't think you can just be out here giving people embryos. You tried to name Maxine Crip Sugar Sex Magic first, right? Yeah, I still call her Crip Sugar. <laughs> it's going to be very confusing when she gets to school. Crip Ain't Sugar Plum about it. She's going to be the youngest, the youngest person with a face tattoo at whatever private school that we send her to for free. You better get to it, man, because those face tattoos are showing up younger and younger. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pierced ears, face tattoos. Take her to Claire's, dude. Does Claire's do face tattoos? I think they do now. Yeah. yeah, yeah if you, if to, you right? go to the right Claire's. I don't want to know the youngest person with a face tattoo, but I bet it's so young. I bet it's like a baby. And that's I don't a bummer. No. I bet you if would... you Googled it. I'm not gonna <laughs> you could find I don't a baby. Know how accurate I don't want that in my algorithm. Dude. Everything <laughs> on the internet. Well, they can't just well, lie. Little, little Wayne had it when he was like an infant, right? If you go off his album no, covers. No, that was a that was a that was an album <laughs> that's, cover. That's real, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne had like a bunch of them. Is it illegal to tattoo a baby? It has to be. It has For to sure. Be. Yeah. That's like there is a law somewhere, right? Don't tattoo a baby. Yeah, but I don't if you know, go man, to international waters. My aunts were out there piercing their kids' ears when they were like months old, which is also oh, that's pretty common me. though. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not I mean, illegal. Yeah, no, it's but it's like it's it's always like where I'm like, man, no shade if you're doing that, but like you needed earrings and the you know you're jealous. A, yeah, you're <laughs> more jealous you didn't you're have mad them because you couldn't get that tattoo when you were twelve. You wanted earrings as a baby. You you look at pictures of yourself as a baby and you hate it, dude. This the is only so, thing this that could have made jealousy. your attire weirder as a child is if you had earrings. Yeah. One oh, feather you mean, earring. No, you mean sexier, David. Uh, I refuse. <laughs> God. That was like someone told you you owed more in taxes than you thought. You were like, well, all right. <laughs> all right. No, I do, no, I do <laughs> not. Okay. I've also I've done the same thing with that in that situation. I'll see you next year. That whole thing where they're like, you made a lot. And you're like, yeah, well, stop with that. It doesn't make it better. No. I overpaid in taxes by like eight grand. <laughs> Good year. to do that. I did too. Suck that money back, dude. I, I just wanted Biden to have it. Yeah. <laughs> Old Sleepy Joe, maybe he'd wake up, you know? Yeah, dude, I'm different now. On Christmas I, I, Eve. Think, I, think, I think you're right the same. <laughs> you're the same, dude. <laughs> Mr. Where Wasn't I during on January 6th? Yeah, where wasn't I? What a crazy response. Start calling me Mr. Where Wasn't I? That's a dope name. I, we have such different ideas on no, the we meaning don't. of dope. They're pretty close. I don't think that they are. <laughs> They are. They are. No, not yes, enough. they are. Yes, they are. Dana, do you think Mr. Where Wasn't I is a cool nickname? Yeah. Okay. It's like Mr. Worldwide, but 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 more sophisticated. 
Did you ask what my nicknames are? Yeah, you got any besides D-Bone? I don't really have any. I feel like D-Bone's the main one. My dad calls me Dane LaRue. That's pretty good. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have any? That's There it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dane LaRue's great. That's dope. Has your dad been asking about me? He's a big fan. <laughs> my mom is also a big fan. She's definitely listening to this podcast right now. They're awesome. Your parents rule. Both of your sets of parents rule. They do. We're very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Dana has a bunch of other, a lot of people call her the speedster. Yeah, people, a ton of people call me the speedster because I'm very fast. That's a nickname. Those, yeah. It feels like you have like a bunch of nicknames. Yeah, I actually come to think of it, I do. Most she's, known as, <laughs> she's known as Street Heat on the streets of Chicago. Uh-huh. Street yeah, that was Schwartz. something for, for Ian to learn when we were in Chicago is everywhere I went, people were like, hey, it's Street Heat. Street Heat. People <laughs> call her the zookeeper uh, east of the Mississippi. <laughs> I don't know the origin of that one. That's like, the hardest but, region to get a nickname. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big it's, region. Yeah. It's a Dance. populous region. West of this Mississippi, we're just giving them out. The yeah. arch the arch in St. Louis is the gateway to the West. I heard Dana is the gateway the to the arch East. One more fucking time. <laughs> Every <I'll>, episode, dude. <laughs> I do what I got to do, man. <laughs> Every episode. It's not called Die Soft, David. I'm out here fighting. <laughs> oh, man. Did we cover that on the actual episode? The fact that you're wearing a diehard. Sean S. Jordan on Twitter, Sean Cluder <laughs> Mel Jordan on Instagram is wearing a diehard sweater. He's wearing a Santa hat, first of all. It makes sense. We're recording on Christmas Eve. It is currently New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. Happy Jew Year. He's wearing a Santa hat and he's wearing a diehard sweater, but that's also an Abbey Road sweater. Yeah. Yep. We'll show Look a picture that. of it when the SEP drops. We have yeah. to. The fact that it's the same front and back is very funny. It's chaotic. It's- that has to. Somebody bought that on Instagram, right? That's fast fashion. I ordered That's fast it, fashion so, for sure. Yeah, that you're ruining the environment that. with a that. Baby made that. A, a baby, baby, baby with a face tattoo made that. <laughs> are we done? I ordered it. Off, uh, oh, now it's are we? Now we're serious. <laughs> it was very late on the internet, and I was just googling diehard sweaters, and a lot came up. Diehard Christmas sweaters, and I saw this one. I ordered it from a sketchy website. Yeah. It was delivered from China. So yep. it's so the email says. I who knows? It could have been from Bolivia. David, you know, could could have been whatever. I went to but France. Anyway, it took like a month. I finally got it like two days ago. And it's a little too violent to wear in front of the kids on Christmas. So I'm getting it's got guns on it. <laughs> well, it's got it exploding. It's got everyone's the twin gonna think... towers exploding. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Everyone's gonna think it's the twin towers. Yes. This it is. is what the supply chain works for. This gets to you no problem. <laughs> Come to uh, the Hereafter at the Crocodile in, in uh, Seattle on January 6th. Please, please, please. Nobody showed up in Seattle last time. You know that, yeah. Dana? Zero people. No. I didn't Zero. know that. I would have been there. Zero. I don't know why you want to relive it so hard. I well, I didn't get to live it in the first place because nobody showed up. Man, Zero. you are right. There are so many diehard sweaters that come up. Yeah. Now I don't understand how you settled on that one. Because it's dank, dude. What I've are you seen talking like about? <laughs> Sean, Sean, if your show in Seattle is poorly attended, I want you to know you have that Omicron uh, excuse built in, you know, yeah. because of the spread of the new Omicron variant. But uh, that's not why, dude. It's because you got no sauce, dude. Damn. Damn. Well, Merry <laughs> Christmas to you. It's because you got no fucking sauce, bro. I'm going to see you in like two days. So I'll give you a big hug. Yeah, watch Big it. Frickin' back cartwheel. You got all the sauce, dude. You got cranberry sauce. I you got, got donkey sauce. sauce dude. I am you the got sauce. Ar- Have you heard you that got commercial? Sauce? You I got a lot of sauce. sriracha. I'm excited. Maybe I can meet the baby in person. 
Ooh. Absolutely. Are you coming? I'm coming. Oh, keep me away. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> You're Oh, yeah. It's You know Sue uh hasn't met her yet either cuz I'm I, I'm I'm you know I'll be honest. I'm a shit. So, I haven't brought her over like I should have. Mm-hmm. So, yes. You'll absolutely. Yes. Oh my god. I just got I I just got so pumped. You can tell cuz I'm stuttering. That's awesome. He's a stutterer. That's awesome. Oh, Beetlejuice. I thought he's our baby. The juice. What's the up, juice. juice? He's never that calm when I hold him. Well, he's my little baby. <laughs> the juice. He's my little baby. Dana's holding Beetlejuice. Uh, go to go to the, the Capitol Hill riots in Seattle on the sixth. That's what we call <laughs> the shows. <laughs> Man, it's a reunion. It's a reunion. <laughs> the Capitol Hill riot meetup. It's at the Crocodile. The hereafter at the Crocodile, January sixth. Sean Jordan, Mike Coletta, right? Yeah, Mike Coletta performing. Go, go to the fucking show. Go yeah. have got, fun. If, if you're if you're vaxxed and boosted, you're fine. If yeah. you got if you got proof of vax, yeah, it's proof of vax. So, got yeah, it. yeah. For the record, Ian and I both double vaxxed, boosted, took our PCR test negative, being very safe traveling. For any listeners, Bong. negative, nice, negative. But we did test. Dana did test positive for cooties. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's the new variant. Yeah, dude, she's got the cooties variant. You got a giggle out of Mars on that one. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot today. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a puffer fish. Full finally, of finally, this episode. I'll finally, dude, I'll use I'll, I'll call upon all of my training. It's like you're trying to impress me or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> David Bory is here. Hey. Cool, cool guy jokes 87 on Instagram. Not on Twitter. You fucking you blew it. I'm not on Twitter ever again. That's the smartest there. thing I've ever heard. It's the only thing I could do. I wasn't I wasn't I, I didn't have the emotional capacity. I was not responsible enough for Twitter. I couldn't handle it. Is there anyone you've told who wasn't immediately like, what a great idea? No, no one is really one person was like, you should have just sold it because I was verified. Oh, one guy was like, you should have sold it to somebody like a can brand would have bought it. You can do whatever the fuck you Why want. Why don't you just give it to me? I'm <laughs> because it's deleted, Sean. Well, damn it, David. <laughs> but yeah, no, nobody's. It is like one of those things where everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, good for you. Doesn't that tell us? And yet all of us keep our Twitters. What the hell are we doing? Is there any other thing where it's like, oh, what a great idea. Is that like going vegetarian? Is that like the other thing? You think but so? even that you get blowback on? No. Yeah, I feel like I don't scroll. I don't. Tw- I don't go on Twitter. I go on Twitter to honestly to promote buy things. sweaters. That's it. No, I bought this on Instagram, David. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. But I don't. Yeah, I don't scroll. I'm. I don't. Uh, That's smart. I could. Yeah. I just couldn't stop myself. I'd be like, and then you're well, just like you mad know, at everything. Like you're uh, weak, and I'm not. So it's kind of oh, yeah, like I you're get stronger it. than me. You're, That's why you're mentally weak, Twitter. and so it's frustrating for you. I'm That's sure. how you ended up in that sweater, and I am where I am. <sighs> Trying to see if I had any fun fun tweets lately. I want to <laughs> keep you up to date on. I mean, I heard something about Nancy Reagan that seemed like it was a wild ride. Yeah, that ride. was a good time. Oh, yeah, that was That fun. seemed like it was crazy. So, I mean, sometimes I hear about shit I missed, and I'm like, oh, that seems like it would have been. And can I just ask, It's people were saying that she was, like, giving out a mean beach? That was exactly the rumor. Where's the question? You didn't ask anything. Who who confirmed? Who Ronald. Had- Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> apparently the gossip was that she was the blow jay queen of hollywood 
That you is can see a, Nancy yeah, Reagan. Yeah, back when she was at MGM. How did you miss it, Sean? You're on Twitter. What are you I doing don't on there? Then? Scroll. I'm saying I don't. <laughs> I don't eat vegetables. I don't scroll. I don't and do I TV. Definitely <laughs> don't win this draft coming up. But <laughs> no, she you was might. Hon- she was honking on Bobo all through the uh, <laughs> the Golden Age <laughs> studio I, system. I, I, like she was known for it. Yeah, she was known for it. Wow. So it was like corroborated by like multiple. I, apparently, apparently you know I like think those, I just missed it. I think I just missed it. It's okay. Like people who host like Golden Age of Hollywood podcasts and like stuff like that were coming out being like, yep, that was the that was the book on Nancy Reagan. All right. She was Sork and Dork. Sorkin. She was dork. appearing in movies produced by Aaron Sorkin. God, you know? I knew it was coming. I was like, where's the Sorkin? Sorkin Dork. In the Dorkin. Orkin Man? Is that one? She I'm sorry. the Orkin Man, dude. Come He's to a, see me February 15th. No. The, uh, Orkin, the Orkin Man is a vacuum cleaner guy? I forget that Dana's parents are going to listen to this, and I just said Sorkin Dork. You did say that. <laughs> oh, man. This is your fault, David. You brought up the Nancy Reagan thing, and I am a, I, and I'm a You sto- brought up Twitter. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> Ask VH1. Everybody knows. <laughs> you can't give me the ingredients and expect me not to make the stew. <laughs> I'm gonna gather the people around the fire. Oh man, I'm sorry, the shortest, and I'm sorry, Sue Carmel. Oh man, uh, yeah, you know. So I'm not on Twitter. Uh, I got some dates in DC and stuff coming up, but it's everything's real tentative right now, guys. So I don't really want to have you go out. And make those moves, and then those dates get canceled. So I'll know yeah. a little better after the New Year's. But no, DC and uh, Rooster Teeth Feathers in the Bay Area. I'm in oh. Austin. I'm coming for you. Can't wait. We got. We're gonna put together some uh, live AFEs here pretty soon yes, too. We're gonna hit the road. Yes, and then we're gonna go back to Austin, where our you know our guru Joe Rogan lives. That's right. The three of us and Joe Rogan, dude. We're gonna yeah. do ayahuasca and then fight. The four yeah. alpha brains. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll we're gonna put an his end, leg. We're, we're going to put an end to COVID. The, get the four of us in a room. Dog, <laughs> I got ivermectin in my pocket right now. Dude, I'm like, fuck it. I got a drip. I got an IV Wait, drip. Wait, you said put an end to it. So you think COVID's real, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're one of them. What's That's, your all right, on it? That's all right. Yeah, what is your take enough. on it, Sean? <laughs> I, I'd rather just show you. <laughs> Why did you? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. You tilted the camera down, and I thought it was going down further, and I was worried. That would be a crazy <laughs> time for a COVID. dinger reveal. <laughs> yeah. What do I think about COVID? <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask Aaron Sorkin. Uh, <laughs> Dana's not laughing at any of my jokes. Oh, not funny, man. I'm just not giving you the satisfaction. That's fair. Can I just say. And then we could move on that it would be funny if Sean called his whole three-piece Aaron Sorkin in the newsroom. And that's it. That's all. <laughs> and then I'm done with it. Now, by three-piece, what do you mean, Dave? I mean your penis and testicles. <laughs> I knew. I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> Merry Christmas for letting everyone in. He's a storyteller, in. too. You're going to paint him into that yeah. corner? <laughs> also, besides dates, can I ask you guys something? Was this a fever dream? Do you remember... Sierra Mist used to make a cranberry soda. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Did yeah. they did they stop? Is that gone? I don't know. It was good. It was a seasonal treat, wasn't I it? I loved it. It was great. Where uh, is it? I don't know. Maybe they is it not like LeBron's signature sprite? Like kind of the same vibe? No, it's not like Le- what the fuck are you talking LeBron about? LeBron has a cranberry signature sprite? 
like a tropical, like a like a fruity sprite. Yeah. No. Do you think that cranberry is tropical? Kinda. Yes. They grow it in the bogs of Maine. Yeah, in, in marsh. <laughs> yeah. It's the wettest, least tropical fruit. I would I would have said before this before this verbal lashing, I would have said, yes, it's a tropical fruit. But now you thought cranberries were a tropical fruit. I don't know why that's I mean so I knew I know what a cranberry you know feels. mangoes. Papayas, cranberries. Cranberries. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad you did it. Yeah. There were no tropical. context clues about when we eat cranberries that led you to the. Well, I, you know, no. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to be. Me- I'm not being start mean making to you about fun this. of me now because it's not going to stop when we start talking about books. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Is it because they're red? Sure. Did you never see those ocean spray commercials when we were kids where there was a dude just hanging out in a bog full of cranberries? My a name's guy from Maine? Judge, and this is my bag. <laughs> yeah. Was there not like a Caribbean ocean spray commercial, though? Am I making that up where somebody said like- I guess the like, name ocean spray sounds Caribbean. Thank that's you. true. So that's, that's, that's true. That's a good defense. Thank you, Dana. In a court, I, I, I understand. Thank you. I appreciate it. No one's ever stuck up for me in, in when court was in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You want to align yourself with somebody who thought Shrek was a bad movie? You go ahead and do that, Sean Jordan. I will. I will. Because I think Thank she's going to make fun of me the least throughout yeah. the, the next hour or so. You think Dana's going to make fun of you the least? I guarantee it. Yes. That might be true. I, I guess it I, depends I, what your book picks are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's shit. Well, now I, Marissa's going to make fun of me the least because she's on mute. Or she's not. Damn it. Marissa's not even on mute right now, so she can make fun of me too. Oh, man. I'm nervous. Can we just get Roast this done? Mars. Yeah, your sweater's silly. Yeah. Marissa, run it back. Put some flames on that yes. behind that. Yeah. It ain't just chestnuts roasting on an open fire. It's fucking some, Sean Jordan, dude. Horns. Maybe find Roasted. that like, damn, son, you got flamed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all want more of that? Go ahead and smash that like button, bros. Go ahead and smash it. Dana Schwartz is here. <laughs> <laughs> Dana, Sh- Dana Schwartz with three Z's on Twitter, and that's Dana Schwartz with three Z's on Instagram as well. Dana Schwartz color coordinating her books. You can yeah. see it in the background. Uh, Dana, you have a you have a book coming out here fairly soon. That's I do. So... It's a, a book called Anatomy colon A Love Story, and it comes mm. out January eighteenth. But it's available now for you to pre order uh, wherever you get your books. Now, Pre-order, when you say colon, that's the, that's the punctuation mark and not the word colon. That's a punctuation mark. <laughs> okay, good. Well, it's not a picture of a butthole either, is it? It's <laughs> No, no. Anatomy no, butthole. I don't think there's any pictures, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's not a picture well, book. It's a, it's a YA book, which means not a picture book. I'll show you the text. You have it to wait. You don't have it. It says books we read when we were kids. So... I'm sorry for what's about to happen. It's going to be fine. What are you worried? I think it's going to be. Nothing. I think you're going to be I'm better than about, you think. Because I'm, I'm just, I don't know why I'm worried. It's Christmas. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I think you're going to be better than you think. We're definitely editing out the part where we explained that we said <laughs> books for kids. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, mean, you can take out that Cirque and your Durkin then if you want. What do you mean you read oh, this yeah. when you were five? I read no, it when keep I was it in. 17. That's keep a great joke. Keeping it in. I read. Triple I had the privilege. I had the great privilege of reading Anatomy of Love Story. It's so good. It's so. Aww, I know hey. I'm biased, but I think everyone who's read it thinks it's it's fantastic and wonderful. Uh, tell people a little bit about what it's about, where they can pre-order it. Uh, it's about uh, in the 19th century, back at the dawn of surgery, back when they didn't know what surgery was and didn't have anesthesia. 
the only way to get bodies to study was because there were grave robbers who uh, robbed graves and sold the bodies to surgeons. So it's about a grave robber and a woman who wants to be a surgeon, and they form an uneasy partnership in 1817 Edinburgh and uncover some mysteries along the way. Do they fall in love? Maybe. Okay, I'm not... I'm just. I heard it in the title. That sounds so sick. Uh, Sean, Edinburgh is in Scotland. Edinburgh is in Scotland. It was just also like the most fun world to be in. Like I wrote it, you know, the the last part of it, like during lockdown, and it was just like, oh, I get to pretend to be in these like cobblestone streets and (laughs) castles on hills and you know wooden classrooms. Like it was just like it's a fun world to be in. I'm very excited. I'm also writing the sequel now, so. yeah, it's I, I feel very lucky. Kudos to the book cover. It's like the coolest book cover I've ever seen. I am so lucky. That's the one part Is of the that book it right that there? I have. It's in frame right now. It's right behind your left ear. Yeah. I saw it. It's uh, The book cover is like the one part of the book that I had no power over, and they just did such a good job. They knocked it out of the park. Are there any spooky duaculas in the book? <laughs> Did you just say do- no, there, there might be a, a spooky Frankenstein. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it sucks because I wanted to ask like such a serious question. Ask a serious question. What? What did they use for anesthesia? I mean, I know they didn't have it, but what? What did you do? Uh, alcohol. Well, seriously, if anything, that's, no, that's, truly, um, you would like drink or just bite on like a, a piece of leather. Like if you needed an appendectomy, uh, mm. they didn't know what that was. Probably <laughs> idiots, um, idiots. But if you needed to like remove a limb because it was infected, Aye. they just get you drunk and take a saw. Aye. This is also now we're getting like really gross. But this was also a period when like being a physician and being a surgeon were considered two totally different things because physicians were the ones who like come to your house in suits, like they're the gentlemen. Yeah. And surgeons are the ones who are like covered in blood with saws, being like, ah! <laughs> sawbones. Yeah. Damn, that is so bucked. Oh, yeah. That would smell. Hey, I got a crown yesterday. I just, whenever I go to the dentist, I think about how insane it would be to not get numb. I just, it's like it blows my mind. That if you, got ever, a cra- you got a crown every day because you're a, you're a king, and don't you forget it. Sorry, go ahead, Dana. If ever people are like, oh, back in the good old days, that's when I wish I was alive. Like, it was awful. Yeah. Seems like it, it smelled was. like crazy. Oh. Yeah, it probably stunk. So many people died from diarrhea. No one had deodorant. Yeah. I don't think people even started oral till like, you know, 50 years ago. Well, yeah. that's why they call it diarrhea. They they church up. It used to be called death poop. <laughs> when, it, when it wasn't solid, they'd be like, oh, man, you have death poop. <laughs> they were like, we don't like that. Diarrhea let's, is, let's Italian keep, for, is Italian for death poop. Yeah, let's, keep, death di- poop. let's keep die in there, but let's church oh, it up no, a little bit. I have the uh, diarrhea. <laughs> I'm going to diarrhea from the diarrhea. Laura, I got death poop. This is a podcast about books, right? Yeah. Ah. yeah. Loosely. I'm just trying to make it as stupid as possible before the When book. do you read books? When you're pooping, okay? It all comes full circle. You don't That's, think we thought about all this? That's true. I have the Great American Bathroom book. Yeah. We thought about this. Death poop. Uh, Dana Schwartz is also the podcast, uh, the, the podcast of the host, Noble Blood. The host of the podcast, Noble Blood. 
You gonna yes. expand or? Thank you so much. It's a <laughs> it's a po- it's a podcast uh, where I I talk about uh, royals throughout history and just weird stories that maybe people don't know. And it's uh, fully scripted and uh, you know it's like a research. Po- it's a history podcast. It's great. That has to be so hard. If I. <laughs> If we had to write anything for this podcast short of a terrible list about books that we're going to draft. It's basically like a bi-weekly panic attack for me. It's like I, I accidentally <laughs> made my job homework. I'm yeah. like reading a book on Eleanor Vaquitaine before bed. I mean, it's great. I love it. I'm very lucky to do it, reading. but it's also yeah. homework. That's I'm reading awesome. the autobiography of Mark Twain before bed. Oh, Ooh. he lived a life. I know. And look how thin it is. It's not. Oh, that's perfect. He knew what he was doing. It's a great before bed read. If somebody were to isolate uh, Dana's audio and then isolate my audio, they wouldn't think that I was the one that that won Trivial Pursuit when I was just hammered out of my gourd. (laughs) Sean Jordan did absolutely beat Dana at Trivial Pursuit. And Bananagrams a couple times. He also beat Ian. She fucking... She just fucking. I mean, and Dana loses a trivial pursuit a lot, so like that's not. Stop it! Don't take it away from me, dude. I'm just saying, in this house, in the house you beat her in, the house she has Gucci, a losing record. which you did not enjoy. By I the way, I feel like I we're we're missing the fact that Sean absolutely wasted, also demolished Ian Carmella trivial I pursuit. I don't know if I was there. I feel oh, like well, I was you, were. you were there. I feel like that's not the Twin Towers on his shirt. That's the day he beat you, beat you guys both at Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, huh? that's right. That's right. That's what that. Yeah. That's what that symbol. Is. I don't. I don't know if I was here, but I know Dana definitely got beat by a hammered Sean Jordan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I think I might All have right. been in Florida. I was in Florida on business. <laughs> There's no business in Florida. No, no, no one's true. ever done business in Florida. <laughs> I was in Florida on mischief. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, the host of the Haleywood podcast. Yeah, very uh, good. By the way, I told I was telling Ian I liked it. Oh, yeah, thank it's you so, so much. good. I told yeah, him like six in, weeks ago. In the Die Hard sweater theme universe, it's an uh, eight part podcast. You can listen to all of them now about uh, Bruce Willis in the nineties. Uh, at the time, he <laughs> bought basically moved to this small town in Idaho and then yeah. began like buying up property and turning them into like exactly what he wanted to like make this town like a mini pleasure village for himself that's like wandavision like yeah he, he just did yeah. it. willis vision he he wandavisioned a small town in idaho you think anybody walked up and they're like you can't buy hair bruce and then they just walked away <laughs> i hope so <laughs> i think they called him bruno i think you had to call him bruno when you yeah were. you gotta call him bruno yeah, back when then. he has a harmonica in hand it's bruno yeah <laughs> he, he was a recording artist right didn't he put an album out oh several the name bruno. More, than, more than one album gotcha all right tight are they? Is it any? Are any of them cuts? Like, no. did he? Are any of them good? <laughs> no. I wonder what the best Bruce Willis song is, though. One of them's got it. One of them, I, they can't all be bad. Well, he has a lot of charisma, so I imagine a Bruno show wouldn't be bad, like Bruno and the Accelerators, which was like his band. Like, get right. the fuck out of here! It's called Bruno in the Accelerators. One of the songs is called Young Blood. So I mean, yeah, do that what you will. I just, <laughs> If I had to guess, I would say that like the band is probably better live, right? Because he's like right. a performer. He's a really yeah. charismatic guy. He, right. So look, right. like he's Swayze, a bartender. He knows how to like. Yeah. Patrick Swayze saying that she's like the wind song, which I didn't know until about a year ago that that was him, and that's a good song. I like if I just heard that, which I didn't know it was Patrick Swayze until I was thirty nine, and I liked it my whole life. You so. never saw the video, huh? No, no. 
Oh. You're walking down the aisle to that song, right? She's out to win. We're, I don't want to tell you what I don't want to tell you what we're walking down the aisle to, but I kind of do, but I don't. Have you heard the not... William the William Shatner albums? Oh, his common people cover <laughs> no. is great. I've only heard the Rocket Man. <laughs> Ian goes, "We, I'm not walking down the aisle." Anyway, no, I haven't heard the. You're William gonna be Shatner standing there next to me. I am, <laughs> but you weeping. do walk down the aisle to a song early. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah, the guy has to enter. Yeah, he comes in first, and then she comes in. Okay, so I'm walking down to Blueface, and Laura's gonna walk down to something. Oh different. no, <laughs> you're gonna be walking down the aisle to me singing "She's Like the Wind." I'm gonna yeah. pull out a microphone because I'll be down there first. You should pull it out of your sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's just going to say my vows before I do and be like, what's up? He's going to eight mile my vows. Oh. <laughs> I am a bum. <laughs> Wink did fuck my girl. And I'll be like, where's Wink? Where is Wink? he? Uh, in addition to those books, Sean, uh, Dana Schwartz has also written And We're Off, Choose Your Own Disaster, and The White Man's Guide to Male Writers of the Western Canon. Make Jeez. sure you pick all those up. Prominent. <laughs> Man, I feel dumb. This is the dumbest I've ever felt. Keep an eye out for She-Hulk, Dana. You gotta get you gotta get better at this promoting stuff if we're ever gonna open a circus. I'm. I should be promoting myself now. You're the host of the podcast. Get the sizzle. Get the sizzle. I clear the runway. You land the plane. Come get on. Him. Yeah. Keep, keep keep your eyes out for She-Hulk coming to Disney <laughs> yeah. Plus. The as go. yet untitled Beauty and the Beast prequel coming to Disney now Plus. The fajitas are coming out of the kitchen. Uh, Come on. Uh, other thing. Yeah. My, that's it. You said everything. You ate mild my introduction. That's right. See, go just go open that back door and just drop your engagement ring and be like, I don't know where it went, and then just sit back. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow, that's too harsh, huh? It's too harsh. It, what you judged the bit before it got time to mature. We're not kidding. Oh man, sorry. I thought we were, this whole thing was a joke. Don't really. Dana do that and I love each other. Shit. We would never do that. This is a commitment. <laughs> Shit. Shit. When Shit. I accepted that engagement ring, it's a lifelong commitment. Shit. 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 Sean, looking fucking Sean, Sean's, Sean's having a panic attack. Shit. Shit. <laughs> He's just getting Shit. all He's Shit. all red. Shit. <laughs> Shit. He's breathing weird, dude. He's shallow yeah, breathing. He's like looking oh, around. Shit. Shallow fast breaths. Oh, uh, that's how you know it's going rough for him is when he starts looking around. Pitting out, breathing all hard. Merry that was an old bit. Merry Christmas. Of course. I remember all your old bits. Merry dude. Christmas. My name is Ian Carmel. At Ian Carmel on Twitter, at Ian Carmel on Instagram, at Ian Carmel on Jewish. Uh <laughs> Jewish cameo. Jewish cameo. Jewish cameo. Yeah. Oh. I, I did a bunch of Christmas cameos, dude. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say Jewish Goodreads. <laughs> Oh, Jewish Goodreads, dude. I, I published most of my books under the name Jewish Goodreads. <laughs> I'm also a published author. Those are those are all the conspiracy, like the deep conspiracy books, though, right? Jewish, Jewish, Jewish Goodreads presents the real 9-11. 9-12. You wrote 9-12. If you really want to find out what happened on your sweater, dude, you got to read the Jewish Goodreads books. 9-12, colon, what really happened on 9-11. But that, that colon is a butt. Yeah, that's a butt colon. <laughs> Jewish Goodreads, 912, colon, the day we woke up. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I have nothing to promote. Listen to All Fantasy Everything. Watch The Late Late Show with James Corden. Uh, watch Sex Unzipped on Netflix. Keep your eye out for another project that should be drop, or being announced hopefully pretty soon here. Uh, what else? Oh, we will be doing a oh, good call. live stream show. Yeah. The in all fantasy everything live show details to come, but keep what date are we doing? January twenty third, I believe. Right? Yeah, oh, no, 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 right. January fourteenth. January fourteenth. 
Yeah, January 14th. I don't know why 14th, I was the 23rd. I will be in New York City on the 23rd fighting Shane Torres. But the 14th, <laughs> fist fighting Shane Torres, uh, the 14th of January, live all fantasy everything. Stream. Yeah. Stream. We details will come. Details I might be in yeah, LA yeah. for that stream for something I can't Ooh. talk about. I should, That's pretty exciting. Too. I should be there too. You too? Yeah, I'll be hopefully moving back that week. Oh, fuck yeah. Sean? David signing a 10-day with the Lakers. Sean, you can yeah. come to L.A. He did a tongue we'll talk, thing. He's I know. Doing we'll a tongue thing. He's doing a tongue thing. <laughs> we have a guest room. We have a guest room. We're I know. Not I, talk. I you and Laura are going to talk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, yeah. I was looking out there. I was like, we'll see. Max is crying right now, so now's not the time to be like, hey. Not the time. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> hey, I'm now, leaving. We are gathered here today not to talk about Sean Jordan signing a 10-day with the L.A. Clippers, but... To fantasy draft, as it is, as we are wont to do on this podcast, YA books or books we read as a kid. Why'd you, books on, why'd you kid? put me on the Clippers? <laughs> I'm on the Lakers. Come on, man. It's, uh, yeah. I w- why would I put you on the? I hate the Lakers, and I love you. Put me on the Chargers, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, you that's, know. Not, that's you, not a bad team, Matthew. You know, you know, I like to yeah, hit, it's great. You know, I like to hit a motherfucker, oh, no. dude. No, that's the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I think you like to split a motherfucker. I think you're kind of confused. You know, I like to hit a motherfucker, bro. I'm so glad you're not that guy. If my dad wouldn't have dipped when I was six months old, I'd be that guy. He was that guy. That guy. That's you my dad. Know, you know that guy. Oh, I do know. Of course, I like I know to that hit guy. a motherfucker, bro. I do yeah, know that guy. Yeah, my girl says I can't smoke cigs anymore, but when she's gone, I choose school. The yeah. kind of guy that like smokes in the house, and he's like, "Well, she's not back till tomorrow," and you're like, "She's gonna know." You're yeah. in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inside. It gets in the walls, dude. Wall hit the fucking wall, bro. You know I like to hit know. something. You know I love to hit a motherfucker. <laughs> you know I love to hit a motherfucker. Come on, man. The guy never left. Her. He's thirty. He yeah. never left college, high school football behind. He still goes to games. We got a good line this year. We got a good line this year. Making conversation with high school girls. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So you guys gonna go to you guys gonna go to prom? Yeah, I heard it's gonna heard it's gonna be at the rec center. Less creepy than weird because he just talks to them about the team. Yeah, right. it's, he's not trying to hit on them. He's he just not wants trying to... to have sex with a girl. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I think I think your boyfriend could go D two if he really yeah. if he really focuses <laughs> and you give him the tools he needs, he could go D two. You guys, you guys could go D two. He needs the support. That's bold. that doesn't happen without you. He's he gonna need you. you. He's gonna need you at Mesa State University. He's gonna need you. Trust me. The temple needs to be built on a rock. Oh, me? Yeah, I played JCC. Yeah. <laughs> Southeastern Columbia Community College, yeah. <laughs> Six months, water boy. Well, you know, I had to come home. I had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? You know that guy. Oh, we're, fa- we're fantasy drafting books. <laughs> yeah. Books. Uh, the way we determine the order of that draft is through a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors. Play between the three of you and we throw on shoot. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, Sean Jordan's win streak continues. He's on a hot one, dude. This is the one he should have won. Woo. Where's he going to go with it? Where's he going to go with it? We're going to find out what the order is. But, Sean, before you pick that, it is incumbent upon you to determine the order of today's draft. Before you do, I will remind you it is a serpentine draft. And what is that? Great question. Good gift idea. I know Christmas has came and gone, but for next year, Christmas has come and gone. Uh, scratchy tickets. They're a great huh. gift. Everybody loves the scratchy lotto. So 
just in general. If you just show up anywhere at any time and be like, hey, I got you a scratch off, everyone's going to be stoked. So a serpentine draft is kind of like how you play one of like the dumb scratchy lottos that have no where you just scratch the whole thing off. So for me, I like to go... Oh, the $1. On the, yeah, yeah, the $1 where it's just like you could go nuts and scratch like the whole the, thing off. Not like the $10 where you have to do science. Yeah, where they're like, hey, don't scratch off. If you scratch this off, you didn't win. I When that shit happens, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Anyway, so I like to start at the top left and I scratch a little bit all the way to the right, but I don't like reveal anything because it's fun, you know, because you don't know yet that you lost. And then you go, you get all the way to the right and then you scratch down a little bit. Then you go all the way over to the left and then you're like starting to see the tops of numbers, but you don't know yet. So you're like, I could have won $10,000. I don't know yet. Then you go down a little bit and then you scratch all the way back to the right, see a little bit more of the numbers and then go down all the way to the left and then just back and forth until you get all the way down and you're like, oh, I want a dollar. So it's fine. I'll just get another scratchy and I'll- Process can continue. Yeah, I'll live on the edge again. So it's a lot like that. Basically what it means if you pick fourth in the first round, you pick first in the second round. Uh, Sean, with that in mind, what will the order of today's draft be? All right. Uh, I'm going to go first. And then uh, Dana. Thank you. Yeah. And and then Dana. And then Dana. No, you can't ice us out. Me, Dana, David Ian. Hot corner. Yeah. All right, Sean Jordan, you have the first pick in the books we read as kids (laughs) slash YA draft. Big slash. we, We will get to that first pick right after this short break. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Wondery. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird, like Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town sounds insane, Uh, to the swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Also sounds insane. On each episode of Wondry's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem, the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondry+. Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. A huge one for me, you know, just people pleasing. And it's, you say it like it's a bad thing. It's just something that you need to get under control. All of these stressors, you know, you keep them bottled up. It starts to affect you negatively. Everybody. You don't have to feel weird if this stuff affects you. It affects everybody. And there's people, again, myself included, who walk around trying to front like it doesn't. But it does. It always does. It always has. And therapy is a safe place to just get things off your chest. You to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, all those problems. Even if you just want to vent or kvetch about somebody, go to therapy, get them new ears on it. You know what I'm talking about? Get it somebody who they're going to leak it to. They're not going to tell your homies. Go let them know. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, how to do all those things that make you be a better you. As hokey as that sounds, that is what we are all going for. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. All right? Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. 
It's convenient, flexible, and it's also suited to your schedule. All right, you just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, you switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you don't like the cut of your therapist's jib, as it were, go on and switch. BetterHelp has got your back. They want it to work just like you do. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash fantasy today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fantasy. Yeah, we're back. Welcome back to All Fantasy Everything, the only podcast that has ever existed. This is it. This is the podcast other than Noble Blood and Haleywood. But that's it. And sometimes hysteria. But those are the ones. That's Those are the only podcasts. If you've heard a podcast, it's probably AFE or one of those other ones I just mentioned. Noble Blood, Haleywood, hysteria. Yep. yep. We're about to get to Sean Jordan's first pick. Sean Jordan, you have the floor. So this 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 has no pictures in it. This is like the one one on my list that is a book book. But I read this when I was I want to say an eighth grader, and I loved it. And then I saw a movie. They made the movie, but it was one of the rare times that I read the book before I saw the movie, which is it's a it's a big jewel in my crown. Uh, anyway, the book is Sleepers. It's a true story. You and- yeah, I read that book before. You liked that book. I loved that book. I mean, I well, it's dark. I didn't. Oof. I mean, it's bad. That, but it's, that that shit fucked me up. I did not like it. No, it's it's that book about those dudes doing that to those I know kids. What it, I know what it's about, Dave. I read the book, like very in depth. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's it's a uh, it's a great story. It sucks. Is that a kids book? I don't think it is. No, a this kids is. A, I, I went. It's like I read it when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. See, this is what I knew it's it. So I knew graphic. it. That book is intense. I I just politely asked. Now I know, I know. I'm no, just I'm no. gonna I'm gonna turtle up this whole time. Don't turtle. Do you know what Sleepers turtle. is about, Ian? Yeah, dude. I've seen I've seen Sleepers. Oh, I, oh, it's funny because I read the book. But yeah, I guess if you want to go up about of the movie or whatever. But I read the book, so it's not a big. How deal. old were you when you said, you read that? You said like an eighth grader, I think. Yeah, oh. that's probably around when I read it. It was that's a heavy ass book. Yeah, but you were a virgin though. <laughs> that's true. I was a virgin in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a square. <laughs> yeah, I don't it's just like the only book on my list that is not uh like I didn't read when I was like 7, so. Kevin Bacon's I, uh... in Kevin Bacon's in the movie? Yeah, Kevin Bacon, dude. Is he in the book? <laughs> oh, no, a bunch of words are in the book, man. They yeah, movie stars aren't in books, Ian. A lot of words. It's just a good book. It was a good story, compelling. I uh, you know, it's dirty and graphic and it's a bummer, but it's uh, you know, I read it. <laughs> and uh probably wasn't on any of your lists but it was no. the one on mine with the most words so i had to pick it first there yeah that book didn't just scare you make you scared of juvie i so i've talked about this i always secretly wanted to go to juvie because i felt like i was sleepers a, no just in general i just felt like i was a dork because i never went because like all my Oh At yeah, the time, I know, all I know, my yeah. friends had gone. They for one reason it, it or did, another. It did feel like a rite of passage, kind of. And I never we went. We grew up I, in very, very different places. We yeah. did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. Shout they, out to the Marvin J. Foot Center. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, JDC in Sioux Falls, the juvenile detention center. But that was like a thing where kids they'd it'd be like curfew violations or whatever. But they'd come back to school and they would have this story about like, yeah, we had to go to JDC for the weekend, and I'm like. Fuck. I want to go, but I don't, I didn't really, but I wanted to be able to say that. Yeah. After I read shit like sleepers and saw that Sean Penn movie, bad boys, I was like, no, that the original bad boys, nobody knows about that. That is gnarly. My dad made me watch that. 
another <laughs> tough thing to get. Th- that's I, it's crazy that you pick sle- sleepers, dude. I I remember reading it as a kid and being like, this is like scary, and I, it was like, yeah, I didn't expect to hear the word sleepers on this draft. No, at me any either. point, I let did alone not first. See it coming. Yeah. I didn't see it coming at all. If, when I read the the, the IMDb uh, <laughs> synopsis, is after a prank goes disastrously disastrously wrong, a group of boys are sent to a detention center where they are brutalized. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's one word for it. What happens to them? Yeah, they they were they were brutalized. Brutalized in the in the exact terrible way that you're thinking. The the part of the that like is interesting though is the court case, like how they mm-hmm. got like yeah. the schlubby lawyer to yeah, yeah, essentially yeah. throw the case and Brad Pitt. Or the, the movie's like a court movie. Yeah. And who does Brad Pitt play? He played the lawyer who lost the case on purpose. So it's really interesting. Essentially, these four kids tip a hot dog cart over it. They end up I don't think killing a guy, but they really, really injured somebody. And then um, they had to go to JDC where they were assaulted sexually for like a lot, like a year, probably. A period of like two years, yeah. So then they all get out. And then years later, their grown up selves, two of them turn into like these New York kind of gangster guys. One of them turn. One of them's a lawyer, and the other one they don't really say what Jason Patrick does, but he just is a guy who's alive. And they, the two gangster guys, see one of their assailants, assailants, in a restaurant, and just walk up and murk him. And then they go to court, just cold blooded witnesses and everything. So Brad Pitt takes the case, and they're all upset because they're like, "Why would he take this case against us?" So he's going to throw the case on purpose, but he can't tell anybody because then obviously it'll get thrown out. So he has to like go against his friends and he has to get protection from the neighborhood because oh. everybody's mad at him and because he's he's essentially like prosecuting his his kids that he grew up with and then he loses the case on purpose they get away with murder literally and then it's it's you know it's just really good it's a really good compelling story yeah it's it, a, after the initial <laughs> if anybody's part. listening though don't give it to your kid no just God. like it's like a lot for a kid to read. I'll trust me. I'll give you some. <laughs> we'll get to some picks later that you can definitely give to your young, young children. Yeah, that, that I, I think it's pick. amazing that you read a book of mm-hmm. that of that depth and complexity in eighth grade and took it upon yourself. And I think it's and I think it's amazing. And I think you're a you're a, you. you're a brilliant and mature young man. Is it because of my hair? Is it because I got a haircut? I think it's because your hair. It's high. It's anyway, not sleepers. What, it's not what anyone was expecting. But what a pick. Yeah, that was crazy. The number Sorry. one pick. I feel like I'll be apologizing this whole time, but it's Don't funny. Own it. Own it, dude. It's an, it'll be entertaining. Yeah. All Sleepers. Right. Dana, time for your first pick. <laughs> Sleepers is off the board. This <laughs> is truly the opposite of that pick. This is as far away from that pick as we can get. It's a book that I loved when I was a child called From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That seems similar. That sounds similar, right? It was an amazing book. What's in those files? So basically, it's about like a 12-year-old girl, and she decides that she wants to run away from home for no reason. Like She just thinks like her parents don't appreciate her. She doesn't have a good reason for running away from home, but she like thinks it would be fun. And she decides to go with her younger brother, and they go to the Met. They decide that they'll run away and live in the Met. And it's about these two kids like really scrappy. Uh, They like get money from like a wishing fountain. That's how they like get change. And they sleep in like the hidden beds, you know, like the the Met has like old furniture. And it's just an amazing story about like 
I mean, it's fiction, but it was just like this fun book about kids like living in the Met and who wouldn't want to do that? And then they have to solve a mystery. It's it's the it's the best book for like a, a creative kid. And I think you can recommend this to a young child because it's a wholesome story and it makes kids want to go to the Met. And who is Basil M. Frankenstein? She's a rich old lady. A Wankenstein. She's a uh, she's a scary Frankenstein. <laughs> she's a scary Wankenstein. No, she's she's a, a rich old lady who's like an old eccentric, and I feel mm. like she's like exactly when I was a kid, like the coolest old lady that I wanted to be, like a rich old lady who collects art, and she asks the kids to solve a mystery for her about whether this sculpture is actually uh, a Michelangelo or not, and so Ooh. they have to solve the mystery. Is it? I don't want to spoil the right, main plot it. of the book. You have to read it. Don't wreck it. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's different. Did you buy the book at a scholastic book fair? Almost Those certainly. Or this was like, there was a period where I think my parents listening to this podcast, like, knew I liked to read and like wanted to to give me like classic old, li- like, I think this book is like from the 60s, but it like yeah. won the Newbery at the time. And so my parents would like buy me like Newbery winners for me to read. I used to love a Scholastic Book Fair. Oh, yeah, dude. I would get so many things that I knew for sure I wasn't going to read, but I wanted them. <laughs> I didn't like reading from a very young age. Yeah. It's, Do you it's, like reading now? No. I wish. Yeah. I want to. I read. I, I really try, and I just don't like it. And I sound so stupid when I say that. I Have you tried the, a Mark Twain biopic? Uh, Mark Twain memoir? Biography? Very thin. What's going to happen thin. is I'm going to start reading Anatomy and Laura will grab it and she will read it in like four days. This happens with every book I get. And then she'll be like, it's dope. And then I just, I'll, uh, it'll take me months to read. It happened with the Jeopardy book. It happened with the ICP book. It's happening right now with Cover Story. It's, that's, it happened with the Val Kilmer book. It's what's going to happen. And it's frustrating because I want to be better. You know what you should try reading from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. I think that's a good starting point. It's the opposite of sleepers. Sure. Big words, like big, like literally big words. So there's only like 30 on a page. Maybe one of the reasons (laughs) you don't enjoy reading that much is because you read sleepers at such an early age. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, is this what books are? And you're like, I would love to dive into Anatomy of Love Story, but I'm afraid of what's going to happen to this girl. Children will be brutalized. Yeah. Like graphically. It was so rough. It was rough. Those kids had a tough time. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, man. Pour some out for those kids. That sounds great. I love anything that happens in a museum. Oh, yeah. and I love like kids yeah. running away and being self-sufficient. Like that was yeah. a, genre, a subgenre of book that I really gravitated towards because I really was confident that I was like, yeah, I could live on my own. Did you ever? Re- uh, now I don't want to give up pics. Never mind. It's but yeah, I know what you mean about that. Like kids subsisting on their own books. Yeah. It's the most intoxicating thing. I used to love like doing little like we had a big swamp behind my house and I used to just like filling up a backpack and going back there for like four hours and yeah. just being like, look at me. I'm out here on my own. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a swamp thing. Yeah. <laughs> a scary swamp. There was, scary, there was a creature from the Black Lagoon. It's cool that they went to live at the Met and not the Yankee because it when you go live at the Yankee, it's different. The New York Mets and the <laughs> New York Yankees. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I see. That was a joke, Dave. I got it. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. 
That was a joke. Go Mets. No. I also thought, I will say when I was a kid, I thought it was like so smart. I was like, oh my God, a museum. So many places to hide. And also they they kept themselves entertained every day by like going to different exhibits. Let me ask you this. Do you think as an adult that there is anywhere that you could successfully make it past security and hide out for the night? Like well, the, the strategy that they had, I, I I would just steal the strategy that they had to, to make past security. Can I guess what it was? Yeah. Hide in the suit of armor. No, but that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, that, that's but, good. Okay, but you can't it's do that. It's hard to get in there, though. No, you can't what, do that. Here's what they did. I, can't, I could. <laughs> How would you get in the suit of I armor? Was in ta- you can't, you I was in someone, tag. You have to have someone was nail tag. it shut for you. So is Smith. I was in tag. So is Smith, dude. Come I'd on. figure it out. Right. What is tag? <laughs> Talented and gifted. Oh, it was, okay, it was okay. called Yuli in in uh, Sioux Falls. <laughs> Unique learning experience. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Dana, continue, please. Oh, they they watched watched the security guards to know their routine. That's step one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they would case the joint. Well, step one is cut a hole in the box, but <laughs> <laughs> they would hide in the bathroom but stand on the toilet with the door slightly ajar because they realize they don't go in every stall. They just like oh. look to make sure no one was in there. Okay. And then they would like after the the security guard did a round, then they would follow them and like hide in that area with the curtain closed, like in Absolutely. one of those canopy beds. No one's no one's looking at the canopy bed. No, and then you just got to make sure you wake up before the next security guard. Then okay. you cut to me flipping the visor up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing eyes, eyes, eyes? Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Uh, guys, we're in. You know. <laughs> Do you remember like, or maybe you guys didn't do this, but like in, in department stores, you would go in the racks of clothing. Oh, yeah. And just, oh, yeah. And just be like, I could live here. For sure, yeah. I could live here. Nobody's going <laughs> to find me. You think they're going to look for a 10-year-old boy in the Braziers? These idiots. <laughs> These fools. I'm in the petites. Out here paying taxes, and I'm just in here living rent-free and at a JCPenney's. <laughs> Underwear everywhere. I'm in a Mervyn's, California, figuring my life out. <laughs> Shout out to Mervyn's California. For some reason different than Mervyn's. Yeah, why did they do that? I don't get it. I never got it. It was weird. I don't know what it is. There was a store called Mervyn's, and then all of a sudden a bunch of them were called Mervyn's California. Oh, to give right. it a, a tropical feel. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, oh, like oh, cranberry. Put some cranberry on it. Yeah. <laughs> Mervyn's cranberry, dude. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Mervyn. I don't know who you were, but <laughs> you really made an impact. <laughs> We haven't forgotten you out here, Mervin. My old oh. boss was named Merlin at the at a grocery store I worked <laughs> at when I was a kid. That was not his real name. Yeah, he he gave that to himself. He was his mom didn't call name. No him Merlin. birth certificate has Merlin on it. Marissa, <laughs> we could like bleep this, but I'll give you his full name. Beep 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 beep. Pretty butt. That is, he was fleecing you. <laughs> yeah, dude, that guy. That was guy killed team. a guy and picked that name for himself. He yeah. was fleecing me. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent fleece job all the way. Means he was lying to you. The wool was over your eyes. The Kansas oh, City shop making wool. fleece. Sure. You sure. looked left. He went right. Yeah, yeah, dude. You got hangtown slabbed, bro. <laughs> the hangtown. What'd you say? You got rope-a-doped. Yeah. You know what the rope-a-dope is for real? Yeah, man. What is it? I just did it. Yeah. All right. You're right. Sorry. Thought I was gonna get you there. Nope. I because I did it. I did it before, and then you asked me if I knew what it was, and I just yeah. Did but it I don't again. ever pay attention to what you're doing for real. So. Yeah, that's why it didn't work out for you. My first pick. That's right. <laughs> I have like one that's like prime real estate, but then I have one that was the first one that came to my mind. I'm going to take the first one that came to mind. Ender's right. Game. 
I'm taking oh, Ender's yeah. game. Oh. Ender's game, man. Oh, I was. I thought I would get away with waiting on that one. I was primary real estate than you thought. Yes. It, it was. I mean, because it's like I read Ender's game. And then I read the Ender's Shadow series about. We live in different neighborhoods, my friend. Bean, that is not the prime little real kid. estate over Fucking here. Fucking Bean. Yeah, from Rotterdam. <laughs> and the Shadow of the Hegemon. Shadow of the Hegemon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say. I was yeah, just gonna was, say Shadow of the Hegemon for sure. That was a real. Those those movies those books were great. It was like a real. Apparently Orson Scott Card, bad bad guy. Oh but, motherfucker. Yeah, real motherfucker. But those books were so like. There's something about like being that 12, 13 and like the idea of like the world is dependent on you and you're and he's in this crazy like he's in this crazy military school where it's cool to talk like Brazilians and there's all these gang. It's just like a lot of fun in space and they're killing bugs. I didn't explain the plot at all. I'm sorry. I think uh, that can, that's kind of the plot, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? It's fun in space and they're killing bugs. Fun in yeah, space, killing yeah. bugs. That's basically it. They're playing this video game and then they realize that the video game was actually like real combat and that the war had already started and Ender was like, you know, he was like the chosen one. David, how huh. fun did it seem to to play in like the, the battle, the room with no gravity? It ruined it when I saw the movie because it seemed like the coolest thing in the world. It was amazing when he was in there practicing by himself oh, yeah. and he had like that belt and you can't like, as I'm not a science guy. So as a kid, I couldn't really understand it, but I knew they were in there with like guns and stuff and creating shields. And then like the, what they would get shot and freeze and then he would use them as shields. Yeah. It seemed amazing. It seemed amazing. That whole world is amazing. There's now like a VR game that's very similar. It's like a zero gravity VR game. It's like a sports game where you're kind of like floating around and you're pushing yourself off blocks and stuff. I played it. I played it with a group oh. of my friends. It's Whoa. so much fun. And you duck yeah. under the thing and then you like come up through the, and yeah. then you're like, yeah. There's I, like an esports league being built out. It really reminded me of the Ender's Game game. It it really did. It was amazing to play. I don't so mean yeah, to brag, Ender's game. but... Uh, oh, I think yeah, she's about to. I think, I think she's about to pull out. She's about to. Break. She knew right there where it was. There it is. <laughs> it's always so dope when someone can be like, "Oh, this book," and just grab it without having to be like, "Hmm, where is it?" Oh, that's very cool. Is that signed? It's a sign. I got this. I loved this book so much when I was a kid. My parents gave this to me for my 16th birthday. That's the type of person oh. I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, is that game? It was great book, man. It, like such a fun read for kids. It has all this stuff. It's all epic. You feel it feels big. Makes you feel like a thirteen year old could change the world. Very. And then in the case of Bean, he was like six or something. I, he was like a little boy. He was a fucking Bean. Yeah, but he was also like an experiment, right? Because he remembers escaping. Whatever. The point is, Ender's <laughs> Game. That's my first pick. Oh, Orson man. Scott Card wrote, I hope you enjoy this book even you even though you're a Jew, right? Was yeah. that the inscription? <laughs> That's yeah. I think probably <laughs> he he hate, he's a he's a horrible person. And it's he, one of those horrible man. things. Now with like Harry Potter and like JK Rowling, <laughs> you have to just be able to like separate the art from the artist at some point. Yeah, and it, it breaks absolutely. my heart. I read that book having no idea about it. I just thought it was yeah. a cool, you know what I mean? It was a cool book. Yeah, I was a child enjoying a space adventure. Yeah, I had no idea what he thought about the Jews. <laughs> Is that who he hates? I don't even know no, who he hates. No, he hates gay been. people. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Probably <laughs> Jews. We don't know. I've never asked him, yeah, and might... nor will I ever want to. No. no I'm Is good. he still alive? How old is he? Yeah. Because those books aren't that old, right? Those books were like in the 80s. Is that right? He's still alive. He's 70 years old, and he still sucks. 
I bet he's changed his opinions. People do that at 70. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. it's always for the better. <laughs> it's yeah. always for the better. Oh, no. Never- on, his, on his Wikipedia, there's views and then like subsection politics, homosexuality. Oh, oh my no. God. <laughs> you, want his views, you, you never want a section on your Wikipedia called views. Yeah. No, no, no. That's like Wait, Bobby Fisher territory. An expandable like, <laughs> link. Like, do you want to see the views? You need to click. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, horrible, horrible views on homosexuality. And if you oh, enjoyed man. Ender's Game, you should not look them up. Say lovey. It's all it's awful, but what but an amazing book, an amazing story. Yeah. Uh Ender's Game. Great pick. Time for my first pick. There's only one thing I can take here, if I'm being honest with myself. I think in the you world. have to take it. I think I know what it is. I'm taking Redwall. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also didn't read them, Sean. It makes if it makes you feel any better. I you might as well as you might as well have made up a word. I have no idea what you're talking about. He's talked about it on here. I often oft, often. <laughs> do you not? I pay attention. Red. I don't think you do. I do. I think you just said that you don't pay attention, and then you he's talked about it like I pay attention. You were on vacation in Bolivia for a month. I paid attention to that. Now, Ian, please I was expand in on Europe what? for two weeks. I did, Sean, what do you think? Red, this this is not making fun of you because there's going to be books please. on here. None of us know. Please, what do you think Red Wall's about? Communism. I was hoping he was going mean- to say menstruation. Give us a. Give us a there is a communal aspect to it. Give us just like a, a brief plot summary of what you think happens. Who's the well, main character? Steve. Okay. Yeah. Steve uh, Steve Bolshevik is the main character. Right. And uh, he is married to Belinda okay. Johnson. Right. Uh, he met her in Madagascar. I think they were True. summering in Madagascar, both of them. They come from You're money. You're batting a thousand so far. Yeah, they come from money. What if I was batting a thousand? <laughs> like oh, out of nowhere. <laughs> your eyes just, it's just the whites of your eyes. <laughs> yeah, he just goes. Roll back in his head. And you're just holding up the book. It says Stephen Bolshevik right here. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they were both married when they got to Madagascar. And then they had a tryst, uh, which is a, 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 what, like a secret meeting of lovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they happened. They happened upon each other one night walking on the black sand beach and they kissed and they just knew that it was destiny. So they both filed for divorce. It was a lengthy process. So <laughs> about four and a half years later, they met in, uh, in Russia and it was at the height of the cold war mm-hmm. and they both had Kennedy tattoos, which was enough. They didn't even know that about each other cause they didn't have mm-hmm. sex on the beach. They just kissed as I says. And then, uh, then they got married and then it was just really the rest of the book was about, the natural aging process. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, that's, you know, one of them it. got colon cancer, but it was fine. And then, uh, yeah, one one died. I want to say at sixty seven from a pretty severe stroke. And then Aww. the other, yeah, well, it's it's not all you know, puppy dogs and roses. I'm paying to yeah. do it to the listeners, uh-huh. but uh, and then one made it to uh, the age of eighty seven, and um, wow, twenty years, yeah, and then died ice fishing. So uh-huh. what do you do? You are in Russia. Yeah. And then there's like a whole series of books which chronicles the life of their grandchildren. Skips their children, but chronicles the life of their grandchildren. And again, nothing interesting. It's just kind of about aging. And that you think was my favorite book as a child. Yeah. Well, <laughs> communism is what I was going to say. But yeah. It's you're... about a brave mouse who lives <laughs> in an abbey <laughs> with a bunch of other brave woodland creatures. <laughs> or that. Yeah, sure. 
it's it's by by a uh, man named Brian Jakes. There's a whole series of Redwall books. I have all of them. I've read Ooh, like peep that eight perfect or nine of pronunciation of Brian Jakes. Brian Jakes. Brian Jakes. Not Jacques. Like I thought it was. When didn't I was a it, kid. like? Didn't they just stop making them like recently? Like. In the grand scheme of things? I'll buy that. There's like 25 of them. Yeah, I think he started writing them in the 80s, and I think they went through. So they hit right the sweet spot for me as a kid. Right. Uh, I don't want to say any more picks in case some of them get picked up, because I might even take another Redwall book. Oh, Wh- you're, you're not doing the series. You're just taking the first book. Oh, you're book. doing the first book. Well, I think you can just, yeah, I'm taking Redwall from Redwall, the first Redwall. Are they all about the same thing they, they all happen in the same world like it's it's populated by like mice and uh dana just dropped oh the picture of brian jakes in the chat holding a rose on his teeth i like that's that. the guy Ooh, that's, yeah, a, that's the guy that dude looks dank man you take that picture you already had man that guy that, he, that was the picture that the guardian used for his obituary for his, i like that use that picture for my obituary <laughs> yeah, the same. i was gonna say put it on my tombstone man uh so it's about an ab- a peaceful abbey of of uh, monks, of uh, mice monks, and and some badgers and some whatever living, uh, you know, in the in the woods. And then this fucking bastard named Clooney the Scourge, who's a bastard. Clooney the He's Scourge. Like a- Clooney the Scourge. He's a bastard. He comes rolling in on a on a wagon with his <laughs> army of bastard rats, and they just really upset the apple cart at Redwall. And uh, Matthias, I think is it Matthias? Yeah, that's the main go- character. Yeah, he's the main character. He has to go find the sword of Martin the Warrior. He has to let the, you know, like get through the abbey and find it and everything. And like there's a there's a snake, there's some shrews, there's sparrows, the warbeak sparrows. It's just it's it's great. It's fucking great. I love it. I love a brave mouse. I love the world he built. It's just I, I read it again at the beginning of quarantine. Still holds up. Still fantastic. I love Redwall. Hell yeah, yeah. Redwall. Yeah, I like my version better, but that also sounds interesting. Sure. Yours is great, dude. Yeah, you thanks. should write that. <laughs> I can't yeah, write. you should. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. It's like that. Who's that sweet? Who's that Swedish author who write uh, My Struggle? That Nausgaard? Is that his name? Yeah. Ace of Base. Oh, I'm thinking of a different My Struggle, and that guy's not Swedish. It's just, yeah, not Mein Kampf. It's like, I think it's called My Struggle, right, Dan? Nausgaard, yeah. Is that, Nausgaard. What, is that what that stands for, My Struggle? No. Yeah, Mein Kampf. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But the Nausgaard book is just like a very focused in meditation on daily life. So you could write that, dude. Sorry, I don't. So my struggle, is it like a what? Is it like feel bad for me? No, it's just yep. like his, I've never read it. the journey of either. his I don't, life. I don't know He's what. written five of them at this point. Book one. I'm going to sound like a moron here. Did Hitler write that book? Hitler also wrote a book called Mein Kampf. Yeah, we're talking oh. about two different. This is different. He this wrote Nausgaard. Nausgaard right. wrote six of them. Not a Nazi. Did he write that before or after the other Mein Kampf? Because that's an unfortunate title to do after the other one. You know well, what I mean? I mean, if, one called it is called Mein Kampf in German. I, I don't. Do I don't I sound stupid. Also, no, no, these I, legitimate no. questions. <laughs> Legit question. No, right. yeah, no, it's it's the same title. Maybe he wanted to like re reappropriate it, like take it back. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good move, man. He could have called it Mein Mein Kampf. You know, it's my struggle. <laughs> my mind comp. Mine comp. Me. Mine mind comp. That's his comp. This is mine comp. Two thumbs pointing to that picture. Yeah. Mine comp. <laughs> also, he's Norwegian. Maybe they didn't get Hitler in Norway. Oh, no. They were occupied. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they were fully occupied. <laughs> oh, we didn't get Hitler here. Yeah, what are you, Hitler? Hitler? Oh no, they got a they oh, got a, they got a ton of him there. Yeah. <laughs> he was up in it. Oh, uh, a hard left turn from Hitler for my second pick. I'm going to take Winnie the Pooh by A. A. Milne. Oh, yeah. Pooh Bear, I want to see this. Is the first book called Winnie the Pooh? I've never read those books. I think the first book is called Winnie the Pooh. Let me make Wherever sure. All right. go, now we're on the same flight. You take me, me and there, you. Pooh Bear, I gotta be there. It's me and it's you, my friendly old Winnie the Pooh. Rumbly tumbly, bowl yeah. full of jelly. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Winnie the Pooh, and then the next book was called The House on Pooh Corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they used to call Sean's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to the house on Pooh Corner. Uh, me and my my mom read Winnie the Pooh out loud to me when I was like a little kid. Little kid. Uh, me and my little sister, and it just it's it's very meaningful to me. And then Winnie the Pooh was like a huge motif in my in my early early life with my mom, and I and just uh, it means a lot. I love the stories. It's a great book. You still it's don't fantastic. like wearing bottoms. He still I still I Winnie the Pooh all the time. I wear a shirt, <laughs> no pants, dude. That's such a crazy look. <laughs> Who's your favorite you ever, character? You ever in catch the world? yourself like when you put a shirt on before your pants for some reason, and you're like, "Whoa, I look nuts." I, I rarely never... put a shirt on before my pants. Oh, I yeah. sometimes. Uh, Ian, who, what character do you feel like you relate the most to? I anymore, I feel maybe more like a Winnie the Pooh, but I was definitely an Eeyore when I was a kid. Okay, I might okay. still be an Eeyore. I don't mean to blow up your spot, but we did go to Disneyland and you took a picture with Eeyore and it was really cute. I did. <laughs> nice. Shane was there? <laughs> Shane Torres, dude. Yeah. Big time Eeyore. Uh, <laughs> he's a bit of a tigger too, though, because he's a wonderful thing. Yeah. yeah. And he's the only one. Yeah. Uh, I did. I posed from a distance. I social distance posed with Eeyore. Yes. In Toontown. How, how many poo characters can you name? I mean, probably all of them. How many? There's not a lot, right? W- Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Piglet, Owl, uh-huh. Kanga, Roo, Tigger, Eeyore, um, the boy, right? Christopher, Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. Robin. There's a rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mr. Oh, rabbit. His name is just Rabbit, right? Yeah. yeah a persnickety rabbit. He's, he's like he's like, the, he's like the Squidward. Yeah, he's the Cogsworth of the situation. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Remember when Winnie the Pooh got stuck at Rabbit's house and he just decorated his big ass <laughs> with like uh, antlers and a face? <laughs> that was a crazy move. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to live love, here now. I love Winnie the Pooh. I love the book. I love everything that like uh, that came from it. The Disney cartoons were fantastic. It's It's... It's just great. I love Winnie the Pooh. It's I would recommend anyone read it to their kids. It's very sweet. It's full of lessons. <laughs> tut tut. Yep. It looks like rain. It's looked like rain down here in Los Angeles for the last forty eight hours. Sleepers was a weird way to start, huh? It was wild. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, dude. It was nuts. Yeah, but it's all right. Yeah, all it's right. okay. Okay, all right. but it was honest, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, I feel, I think- I feel bad. I think it's really powerful to talk about books you read as a kid because they stick with you and affect you in ways that books I think you read as an adult usually don't do. And so yeah. it, like, it says something about your character. Damn. It's like you, you read Sleepers and then you can't stop watching fight videos because you just need to feel something. <laughs> you just lay again. in bed with your daughter <laughs> No, And also, crib. for the record, I read Sleepers as a kid too. It, 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 was a, it was like that, like, it's like horrorcore, like when you're a kid where it's like, 
so scary that you can't stop reading. Oh, like those books, not to take anyone's pick if they take it, but those scary stories to tell in the dark where the illustrations were so scary. Yeah, but like also like brutally violent, but in a realistic way. I mean, you just, you you definitely just had a pick. Someone can still take it. Wasn't on my list. I just it sit there and watch list. fights on Facebook. It's on your list? And uh, I just look it's at the crib and I'm like, if anyone ever does anything to you, I'll do this to them. And I'm just like, tuning list? back into the fights. Nope. <laughs> oh, oh, he's got the spray bottle. I'm going to score Dana later. He's mad that I took a pick. She, you didn't take a pick. You said a pick. Someone can still take that as a pick. Shit. I might take it. That's yeah. It'll, I, was I, totally gonna, I was totally going to take it. Yeah. I'm going to push you into a mud puddle later. No, <laughs> You're not good luck. I'd like to see, see you try. Are. I'm gonna, I'm going to, pu- I'm going to push you into a mud he, puddle. He's just going to give you one of his earbuds. It's going to be puddle of mud. And that's what he's going to say. Aww. Here's a mud puddle. It's going to yeah. be like, can you take it all in? No, I'm going to buy you an oat milk latte and then you're going to feel too guilty to push me into a mud puddle. I'm going to push you into a mud puddle on the way back from the coffee shop. I think she called it. I think it's I been, think she, it's been raining. David knows. I think she called it, man. <laughs> I think that that feels like it's got going to be how that goes. I'm going to arrange for some of your heroes to be nearby and to see you get just shoved into a mud puddle, and they're going to laugh and Here's laugh. Here's what's going to happen: I'm going to I'm going to buy you an oat milk latte. You're going to kiss me on the head, and we're going to walk home. Nice. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. That sounds dope. You yeah. got to give it to it, man. Mm-hmm. That probably is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> or I shove you into a mud puddle. In front of Whoopi Goldberg, your hero. Joan Didion's dead. Good luck. I know. R.I.P. Yeah, and R. I. Bell Hooks. What a week. Oh, I know. I know. And Eve Babbitt, who's also just like a cool L.A. Babbitt's. lady. What's going on? There's like a Christmas thing, maybe. Yeah. I guess. I'm, re- I'm rereading We the Cool, though. Shout out to Bell Hooks. Also, uh-huh. where's Sean Jordan been during all this? Yeah. Just Same place he was man. on the I was, six. I've been, I've been rereading stuff, too. I reread a lot of stuff. David Boy, time for your second pick. Uh, I got to take it because it's still on the board. I'm taking the Outsiders. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Pony oh. Boy, Dairy, Soda Pop, Two Bit, The Soches, mm-hmm. Bob Got Shot, you know, or ba- Dairy Gets Shot. It's just like, and she wrote it when she was a kid, right? She wrote it when she was like 16. Yeah. Some Essie Hinton, classic 50s greasers versus Soches. Yeah, I, re- I read it. I read that probably in like fourth or fifth grade. And it's like, it's like Sleepers esque, where it's like, yeah. Definitely not like they murder someone. Yeah, but not and they get they get jumped a bunch and it's yeah. like classes. Yeah, man. But yeah, the outsiders. What's the other gang? The socias and the, the greasers. The greasers. The greasers and the socias. Yeah. yeah. The socias yeah. are the cowards, right? The socias are the dorks. Yeah, the socias are the rich kids. Yeah. Because Pony Boy's a greaser. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, and Derry's his brother, Patrick Swayze. Isn't there a Dally and so- too? And Soda Pop is or no, Dally's his brother, Dally right? Dally two bit. And Soda Pop's Soda Pop. his other brother. Yeah, there was a lot of we a lot of stuff about greasers back then. Mm. Yeah, people seem to really be obsessed with young guys who What's love cars. What's the current version of a greaser? Do you think? Like, what is it now? A hipster? Is it? A oh, hipster? I thought it was like those Too Fast Too Furious kids. <laughs> probably it probably <laughs> oh, is yeah. working on their Honda CRVs because hipsters aren't violent at You're all. Right. There's no hipsters gang aspect. Aren't cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's got to no. be like somebody who's willing to like throw down if they have to. And yeah. a hipster. <laughs> and those hipster kids still street race, right? I don't think hipsters street race. Oh, I forgot about the car aspect. They are like that. Yeah, wasn't that a, like big a big part of greaser thing. culture? Yeah. That's what makes so, them yeah. so greasy. Yeah, they're greasy because they're working on their cars that they that could is. afford back then. There's never you rumbles could... anymore. Do kids still have rumbles? Oh, I think that they still oh, I'm for sure. Most okay. of the days. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just it's they do the rumbles where we can't see. 
Oh, okay. Did you ever? Did you ever? John have looks to, up like, the rumbles on his phone later, though. <laughs> I remember a couple times when when we it never happened for real, but there were a couple times when we like organized rumbles, and I was yeah. terrified because yeah, it was had, like it 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 did happen a couple of times. What was that saw, story? Childhood? Did you have? I saw man. I saw I saw a bunch of kids get bear maced in, in a fight like that one time. <laughs> oh my like, god! Yeah, the rumbles like, always ended up being one fight. So what would happen is we'd get like. 20 30 people and we'd be like like yeah let's go let's let's kill it and then you'd get there a lot of talking but then somebody had to like somebody had to fight yeah. so it always like one one it ended up being one on one mostly and then a lot maybe some like satellite fights would break off like but jump I never ins. never I like I saw bar fight melees and stuff but I never like saw a successful rumble but I almost yeah. did a couple I got down a couple. That shit's not cool at all. No, it's insane. And then at all, you think about it when you're young, like you see like the outsiders or whatever. Like you're West just Side glad story. you're 15, so it's not like anybody's gonna like get shot or something. Like, Ugh. well, think about it. West Side Story, where they're like, you know, what are we bringing? Blades, da da da. And you're like, that's so scary to think about. Like, you're fighting did you see with West Side knives. Story, the new one? No, I still I, haven't seen I'm it. Excited, I saw Spider Man and said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the Matrix. I hear that's great. I liked it a lot. Me and my brother saw it. There's a lot of there's some weird plot hole stuff that I kind of wasn't all about, but it's pretty good. Nature's first greenish gold, her hardest hue to hold, her early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief, so dawn goes down to day. Nothing gold can stay. But it's done. Uh, he, he was Dawn's outsidering spell. us. Oh, we got yeah. outsidered. You got outsidered. We got we got Pony Boy. <laughs> you got Pony Boy. That was a Robert Frost. That was a recording. It, maybe it sounded a little bit like me. That's a coincidence. That was an original recording of Robert Frost. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Which one was Tom Cruise in the movie? Wasn't he, he in the played movie? Robert Frost? <laughs> played yeah. Robert Frost in the outside. He's been Robert Frost in every movie. <laughs> Robert Frost in Mission Impossible. <laughs> He's just a version of Robert Frost in any role. Detective uh, Robert Frost. But yeah, not much else to say. The Outsiders, pretty standard. Yeah. YA, everybody read. Great. The movie was so good, too. I've never seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie? No. Patrick Swayze. Patty Swayze. Young Diane Lane. Yeah, Diane Lane. Young Ralph Macchio. Macchio's in it. I guess Tom everybody's Cruise young. Is in it. C. Thomas Howell was Pony Boy. David's boy, Matt Dillon, is in Matt- it. Oh, Matt Dillon oh, is I mean, in it. That's a great cast. Oh, yeah. my God. Rablo. It's got Rablo in it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lowe is in it. Oh, Yo, Rob, really? You snuck going really past the goalie, up. kid. Good job. Rob Lowe's in there, sort of pop. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, yeah, there. Yeah, no, he's great. Rob Lowe. Do you ever see that? Com- do you ever see that graffiti? I've seen it in like bathrooms all across the country where it just says Rob Lowe, like R A W B L O W, and then Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. I've seen that in like seven different cities. Like Rob Lowe? Yeah, like Rob Lowe. Like cocaine. Like raw. Oh. Oh. And then it's and then underneath it says Rob Lowe. You guys have never seen that? I've seen that. Okay. Oh yeah, Tom Waits is in it too. Tom Waits is in the Outsiders? Yeah. Not a young Tom Waits. Tom Waits and Leaf Garrett. (laughs) What? Yeah. They really stacked it. Oh, it's like a Coppola movie though, right? I think it is a Coppola movie. Francis Ford. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Sophia. Wait, Outsiders is a Francis Ford joint? It's a, it's a Frank I'm, Coppola movie. I'm oh. pretty sure. <laughs> it is. It's a different Francis Ford Coppola, though. <laughs> it's like the Cohen brother yeah. who wrote Garfield. It's like spelled a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys know that story? Wait, is what? it not Joel or Ethan? It's like another one? Danner. 
No, no, take it. No, you. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, what's his name? No, you take it. I'm already, I'm already <laughs> scratching under pressure. <laughs> Bill Murray was convinced to do the Garfield movie because he heard that uh, Joel Cohen or something was making it, and he was like, "Okay, that's weird," but it was a different Joel Cohen. <laughs> that's I hilarious. Mean, good and on them. They, and he brought it up, and Joel's like, "Yeah, you know, that's happened before." Wake <laughs> up and smell the coffee, Bill. What are you doing? I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't want to put it on blast, but. Something like that similar happened, uh, I remember, with Comedy Central, where they got, somebody got a, a half hour, and it was supposed to be somebody of the same name from a different place. What? Oh, Blank no. out, bleep it out. Who was it? Yeah, bleep it, but I want to know. Put it, I'll put it in the chat. How about okay, that? Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, that's so sad. God, this is also excruciating for the listeners. We're sorry. Oh, that's my nightmare. Damn. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. David, just put a picture of the ultimate warrior in the chat. Why'd you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Emilio Estevez was in that movie again. Yeah, dude. Sorry, that's it. That's all I'm going to say about the Outsiders movie. Emilio! (laughs) Emilio! And who was that man? Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Also, Ralph Macchio, dude. Yeah. Ralph Macchiato. Macchiato. Dana Schwartz, time for your second pick. Sleepers is off the board. Uh, my second pick, this I, is just such a basic pick, and I it, it continues the theme of like bad authors now, but it just affected my life so much. I'm taking Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh. You have to. Yeah, yeah for sure. Was, it had to- I, yeah, I had to get it off the board. It just, it really did affect my young adult life. Like, I read it. It came out like in first grade and I was one of the people that like we wanted to read the second book, but it hadn't come out in America yet. So our, our my family, like our second book is the British edition because really? we were just like, oh, we got to find out what happens to, to Harry and Hermione. And so I was like the perfect age where like as I was getting older, like each age, like the book came out as Harry was getting older, like perfectly coinciding to my age. Uh, my older sister, Caroline, like read the books to me before bed every night with like vo- doing voices for the characters. Oh, that's beautiful. And so it just, it was like a huge part of my childhood. I went to the a midnight book release with my dad once. <laughs> Which one was that for? That what? was for the fifth one. So I was in maybe fourth grade. What's and the I, fifth one? The Order of the Phoenix, I think. And I wore Harry Potter glasses. And my dad also had Harry Potter glasses. And there's a picture Aww. of us somewhere. And my dad and I, we had to wait at this Barnes and Noble uh, until midnight to get the book. And there were all these like little kid kid activities going on. And my dad and I were like, oh, we don't want to partake in this nonsense. So we just found books at the Barnes and Noble and like sat in the corner and read (laughs) until midnight. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a magical world. It's an amazing world. And even though J.K. Rowling had that had this horrible mistake of like not even not a mistake, had this horrible thing where it's like, I think people who have not been told no for 20 years or have been told that they're a genius for like, then anytime they're presented with a new idea, they're like, I'm right. And I will refuse to hear any other ideas. Uh, but just in full honesty of the draft talking books that affected me as a kid, it's Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did yeah, you guys books. read Harry Potter? No. Oh, yeah. I've talked you about did? it. I, I've read a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. I read one Man. in jail. Oh, that's right. Laura would be so much better suited for this draft than me. <laughs> She's You're doing oof. fine. You're doing great. Thank you. I but guess I think some of the right. differences, you guys are a little older than me. And so right. I'm yeah. so sort of the, the perfect age for it. And you maybe were the perfect age. You were a, a bit older. Like, so I read it. the first Harry Potter book I ever read, I got for Christmas, and it was that was in like high school. 
Yeah, it's like a little. So it's, yeah, it's just like a little too far. Where it's like second grade, you're like, oh my god, a magical adventure. Yeah, a whole beautiful world. I see. Yeah. This is the in. The, I would love to have read so many books, but the process of reading a book, I just am so bad at it. You would probably. I think, Dan, you were about to say I what was I was about say, to say. Give Give Harry Potter a try. It's a It's yeah, a delightful journey. I just get I I lose focus so quick and I I don't know I just have you tried with Harry Potter because it's like no. some things some things are like there's some books you read that it's like crack where it's just like even if, like you oh you know what I bet you could read you know what I bet you would like I bet you could read I bet you you would read the Da Vinci Code in like three days oh yeah I remember my book it's like it's like that book's one of those books where it's like it's just like. So like one of my dumbest friends read that book in like two days. And I remember it specifically because he came out and he's like, just ripped off all this stuff about the book. And I was like, no way. And I made him, I was like, show me that book. Show me how thick it is. <laughs> show me that. Show it to me. <laughs> he showed me how thick it was. I gotta and I was see like, this. <laughs> like you yeah, read there's that? a lot of white space in that book. Each chapter <laughs> is like six paragraphs. I read, I read that book in like two days. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. You can also read Harry Potter to Max. When she's oh, like, four, you know, so five cute. or six. I think that'll help. I think because we read to her every night, but now we're just reading like the fish was in the water. Those kind of books yeah. just to get right, words. But dirt. I think the older she gets, <laughs> she won't she won't hear the dirt till she's the, the night before school starts. And then I'll be like, I would say like first first grade was when I read slash had them read to me. That's a great age for the first book. And then the books get more sophisticated as they go. But the first book is like very much a kid's book. Yeah, you get a little older, then you have your own Cho Chang. You know what I mean? I don't, as I've never read them. Well, I don't know what to tell you. The movies are great too. Yeah, movies are streaming on eight, eight, uh, the home box office. Right Seen now. the movies? You seen all of them? Yeah, it's going to be a common theme, I think. Any book that's turned into a movie, I probably seen it. Well, let's see what your next pick is, and then so, your third as well, as it is. The continuing kind of with the Harry Potter theme, we read these, and we were just. We had to. It was just part of in our elementary school, but Lord of the Rings. Oh. You read those yeah. in elementary school? We did. And you claim you don't like to read. Wait, that, wait. That's do you like mean a... not The Hobbit, the actual Lord of the Rings books? Because The Hobbit is kind of a kid's book. Those Lord of the Rings books are dense. Those are thick See, biscuits, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I get confused because a lot of people have said this. I remember, I, I, I swear I remember reading Lord of the Rings, but a lot of people say that same thing where they're like, no way. I because we had to do it. All three of them? Yeah, I don't maybe think you did. so. No, I don't think so. I think we just read the first one. Do you remember what happened in it? Well, it's, was there a guy named Tom Bombadil? <laughs> it's been it's like seriously been thirty four years. So it's tough because with the movies coming out, no, that mix, can't be the right not been thirty. You weren't six. <laughs> well, like 30, 33, 32 years or something. You could. I mean, there's no way you read the the Lord of the Rings books when you were that young. We were in elementary school. Maybe I was in fourth grade or something. Maybe but we fifth, fourth fifth grade. We read it as a class. Like we 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 didn't like sit down and read it. We read it as a class, and like our teacher like guided us through it. So I'm huh. pretty sure it was just the Fellowship of the Ring because it was through. It like took almost the whole year. And we'd okay. read a little wow, bit every day. Right. And but we didn't like sit down and have dedicated reading time yet to ourselves because we couldn't do it where we just wouldn't focus enough. But we sat and like would all read it together. And we read it couldn't have been all of them. It must have just been the Fellowship of the Ring. But yeah, I mean, that would take forever. And again, like my I hope my memory is 
serving me correctly. I, I can don't see that. think it was yeah. The Hobbit. You're doing it as a class? With the movies coming out, it all gets clouded because now, obviously, you know what happens. And I, I have a tough time like thinking back to what I specifically remember about reading it. I just remember that we read it. In the same way that like I read... The, well, I don't... I, in the same don't way I read dicks. another big book in elementary school that I just know I read it. But Clockers. I, yeah. <laughs> he, he, I also I also read Clockers in elementary school. It's not a yeah. big deal. My mom had what did, did you enjoy the Lord of the Rings? Did you enjoy the yeah. experience? Yes. Was it fun for you? Yes, tremendously. But it's because I had a bunch of help reading it. I didn't have to... Because it was so daunting. But, but also, from what I know of you, that is that story is like right up your alley. Yeah, man, I yeah. love that. I love Did it. you ever read any of the other... Did it, it like make you want to read any of the other Lord of the Rings stuff? Nope. I tried and immediately just... It just didn't happen. Did he get in all the poems and songs and all that shit too? Yeah. That are like all that extra shit? Yeah, they were. I mean, it was all in there. Yeah. Isn't there that book that's just the history of what, the, the Cimmerillion? Gosh, that's odd. I, I don't know. Those books are dense. Those are dense. nonfiction fiction books. Yeah. They're written like biographies of of elves. I got, yeah. I got, I got, I got them on on tape, like on CD for Christmas one year, and I was grounded all Christmas break, so I listened to them, <laughs> and even that was like a, a thick. What did you get grounded thick, for? Man, I don't know, man, being cool. <laughs> Probably something I did in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> I got grounded one time. My whole life, I got grounded one time, and it was because I got caught stealing. The one time I got caught. What were you I, stealing? I was stealing a book, actually. It was crazy. A toy gun. And I wanted the reason I was stealing is because I wanted to paint it to make it look like a real gun. And it's that's probably why good that, that didn't go down. Yeah. My mom, she had a tough time disciplining me. She never really did because I never really got caught doing anything that bad. I think I did bad stuff, but I never got caught doing it until I was stealing that. And that was like right around when I thought I was doing gang stuff. And so she kind of knew that I wanted that to look like a real gun. And she let my stepdad punish me and he oh. grounded me for two weeks. It was and, and that, that seems like a reasonable really punishment, punishment yeah. to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I was grounded all the time. I was like in bondage, dude. Oh. <laughs> Did not stop me from doing bad though. <laughs> yeah, anyway, Lord of the Rings. Uh Lord of the Rings. Right and then by John Ronald Rule Token. So is that, what it is? That's, that can't yeah. be what it is. Is it really? Yeah, John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Tolkien? I, would, I would hit it with a JRR too. Yeah. The only rule cool Ronald name. had was a nice beige. Huh? Back to earlier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nancy Reagan. Yeah, with the with the with the stuff. So my third choice, yes, I'm sir? getting I'm getting away with books with words here. This is pretty tight. This is better than I thought I was gonna do. This is a, this is the first book I remember reading on my own for real. I got it from a book fair, and it was called My Teacher is an Alien. I'm much older than everybody in here. Does anybody remember that book? I feel like I remember a cover. Yeah, it's real. I'm going to look it up. It's like absolutely. That's all that happens is their teacher was an. These kids thought their teacher was an alien, and then they. I'm pretty sure they they like spot they. Yeah, I remember they, like, that spied, cover. They spied I don't remember on the teacher, book, but I remember that cover. The teacher like took their face off, and they're like, "Oh my oh. gosh, our, our teacher's an alien," and it was. That was it. I mean, but it was a book. There's no picture, you know, like it was a full on book. And it was the first one that I read on my own. And I'm pretty sure it was, bless you, I'm pretty sure it was recommended that we, like they gave us like a, a, some books and they're like, maybe one of these for 
your first book that you read, you know? So that was, yeah, My Teacher is an Alien. That was the first book I ever read. Did you ever read the series where it was like, ghosts don't eat potato chips? I think it's called The Bailey School Kids. And it was a whole book where it was like, Frankensteins don't mow the lawn. And it's this kid no. who, these, this group of kids who every every week are convinced that a new person in their town is a mythological creature. That's awesome. No, I, did. I mean, sounds like right up the same, like they probably lived on the same street as my teacher yeah. as an alien. I bet you would have loved those. Maybe they were a little after your time. I want it. Yeah. My time was, it's funny because I just looked this book up and it was like, 89, which would have been, I probably read it like the day it came out because I would have been what, eight? It was a new release. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd be interested to see how the book fairs go now. Because we used to. Exactly the same. Well, it's probably all online. We would, we would, they would come set it up at our school for a while. Yeah. So they would like actually set up the book fair and they would give us the pamphlets or whatever. But now I bet you they don't do that. I bet you it's online and you just get them. And they probably give them to you in the class, but like we could go physically. You don't think it was like, because remember you'd get time to go to the book fair. They'd be like, all right. And now you get 20 minutes to go to the book fair. Yeah, I'd be interested. Yeah, you get to go down in the cafeteria. They set up. Yeah. I bet you they don't do that anymore. I I mean, again, I'll find it. This These are the thing, the funny things that you'll find out with a kid because I'm like, Oh, yeah, I guess when she goes to school, I'm going to get to find out all this stuff again and see how they're doing it, which is very, very fun to think about. But yeah, that I can't remember if like you ordered it and then they set up the book fair and just had your shit there. No, you ordered it at the book fair and then they would deliver to your class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that was the (laughs) that's a good tool. To like get kids to start reading is give the give it to them because it does look dope. Unless it's like you're a, broke as hell, yeah, I know, <laughs> and it's a huge bummer. Yeah, we were, you know, I think I think about that too because there would be the kids that got like the fat stacks of books, and, and then you would get like three erasers. I would get the one. I'd have to move my like discount lunch tickets out of the way and be like, oh cool, <laughs> yeah. let me get my let me get my book on the table. <laughs> Nobody pay attention to the different colored lunch. Our lunch All tickets pictures. were different colors, by the way. So, like, if you're on discount lunch, different oh, colored no. lunch tickets. Oh yeah, no, they oh. sort, they sort, they they let it. it Ours yeah, were white, it, and the other ones were blue. So you're just holding this fucking white ticket. They let it be known if you're a kid. And it's you're crazy to think. They would also call us over the intercom if we like forgot to go get them, and oh, everybody Jesus. knew what was up. They'd be like yeah. Sean and who, all the other pro kids come, <laughs> come down to the office, and you're like, it's not for academic achievement. I'll tell you that, everyone. <laughs> Because I read so many books. Sean, come on down to the office to cut one bean into eight different parts and share it with the other broke kids. Then I just, I'm talking about my teacher as an alien. You guys read my teacher as an alien? Riveting. Sean, please come to the on fire trash can outside of the school with the other. Don't mind the pack of wild dogs. With the other hobo youths. Your raccoon foot is almost ready for dining. You're going to have to eat with this plastic fork from two weeks ago. Sean Jordan, oh. your government cheese is ready. <laughs> Sean, your dad's going to be standing about 10 feet away eating McDonald's. Don't mind him. He uses money for him and not child support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, my teacher is an alien. I'm getting Excellent it. pick. Next two choices are going to be fucking bonkers because these have all had words. So I'm going off the rails next two choices. But yeah. well, speaking next. of bonkers, let's see what crimes against humanity the next author Dana picks is guilty of. Dana Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Well, I do have another problematic pick, but a really good book. Okay. Uh, It's called Boy. It was by uh, Roald Dahl, who is also problematic, but his estate 
his estate has reckoned with his him being problematic and acknowledged that like there's room to room to learn and grow. Now there's but a man who hates Jews. He, that is a man who absolutely hates Jews. Now here's a man who hates Jews. <laughs> I'd go talk about the book. (laughs) But I love this book. This is like one of those books that I would like read and reread as a as a kid. Um, I loved all Roald Dahl books growing up. I remember at a school, my parents never let me get the books at a scholastic book fair. Uh, But I convinced them to let me get like a stack of Roald Dahl books because it was like a great deal. Uh, Because we're Jews and we love a great deal. the bargain uh, but, uh, you can lose so money lo- if you don't buy them i loved all Roald doll books uh and then boy was his like memoir of his childhood and it was like his norwegian childhood and the crazy things that happened with his family and then he went to boarding school in england and that also felt like a fun adventure but what i liked the most about this book well one it was just like the details were amazing and his life seemed so much fun but like he would talk about like, oh, this might have been like what inspired Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like this crazy thing that me and my kids oh, did, like the time that me and my kids oh, like snuck cool. into this candy shop. Like we stole so, stuff. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, and stole stuff. They like pulled pranks on like the mean candy person. They put a rat in one of the candies. Candy Do you think jars. that maybe like appealed to you as like someone who would then become a creative, like the fact that you were seeing the process of like inspiration and then knew what it had been turned into? For sure. Like I loved it. And it also made it seem like attainable. Like I was like, oh, he lived this life and then became this amazing author and like had all these crazy ideas. And I think it like felt very inspiring as a kid reading this book because it he he didn't condescend to like the silliness of his ideas. Like if you've read a lot of like Roald Dahl books, like they are very silly, like the BF, like the Big Friendly Giant, like the witches, my favorite and one. like yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like there's a silliness to them. Yeah, yeah, the hook nosed, three horned bank uh, demon from <laughs> Vienna. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites. I, I couldn't figure out. He doesn't talk about the inspiration of that one in this book, but he doesn't talk about where he got the what, yeah. what him and his kids saw. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's a great book and like a very a fun book, even though it's a memoir. And I think yeah. it was like one of my favorite nonfiction books when I was a kid. Do you, do you like, obviously you've written a memoir or like a, cu- a couple books that are like based on choose your own disaster. And uh, here we go. Right. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. But when you wrote anatomy, did you find things in your regular life inspired certain things that happened in that book? Not directly. Let's just say somebody gets pushed in a mud book. <laughs> <laughs> Not directly, but I think like, Part of what I liked about Boy is he's like, oh, I don't know if this inspired, you know, Charlie and Chocolate Factory directly, but like he even says like, oh, it's possible. I think like when you're creative, when you're doing anything creative, like sometimes you don't know what those inspirations are and just like living life and being observant, it all becomes like the library that you can pull from, like those experiences that you can pull from shelves when you need to inform a character. Uh, So it was just like... I loved it as a book because here was this like amazing author speaking to you, the reader, that child, like as an equal, which I think was like a very, an experience I never had until that point. When you write, when you were writing anatomy, where would like, where do characters come from? Do they like, uh, do you cobble them together from people, you know, do they show up fully formed or do you kind of figure it out as you're writing them? You a little cobble it together. or I do. I little Frankenstein it. Um, and then you think of like, 
in any situation, sometimes I think like, I tend to make the most boring decisions, right? Like if I'm faced with a conflict, I always want to do like the logical thing of like causing the least amount of harm and the least amount of drama like in my life. But that's like so boring for a character in a book. And so it's really fun to be like, okay, well, what is like the problem, not problematic, but like the troublesome thing to do here. And so then you get to like, you get to make a character that's like more impulsive and uh, worse at making decisions than you because it's more fun. Like I would just drop Karen off in real life, but in the book, I drop Karen off. I go across the street and I beat the shit out of that guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Very specific with a with a gun handle. Yeah, yeah. We talk about it a lot. I just, but it is that thing where you like wish fulfillment. You're like, this is what I would do. It would be fun. There are certain details in Boy that I just like are lodged in my brain forever. Like he talks about being at like British prep school, and he sees this is like a full part in his memoir about seeing an older boy riding a bike with no handlebars, like down a hill. And he's like, and that affected my entire life of just how cool that kid looked. Like from that moment yeah. on, I was like, and just like the fact I that- I get that. That would fuck me up too as a boy. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. And like, I just, <laughs> I also loved that where I was like, oh, books don't have to be about like, you. your life could be interesting even if you're like not doing like globe globe changing specific things. It was like, right. oh, he just saw a kid being the coolest kid he's ever seen. And like that was profound to him. And now he can write about that in a smart and interesting way. Oh yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So it's a it's a, if you haven't read it, I, I highly recommend it. He uh Roald Dahl is dead and his family has reckoned with his legacy of hating Jews mm-hmm. to the point where he is not benefiting from you reading it. And it's a it's a I feel like as a Jewish person, I got to steal joy from him. That uh that bank demon line. Yeah. I, I almost cried a second ago. I was I don't know if you could I didn't want to st- I could not stop laughing. No, his his horrible line, like the one quote where like he did fight in World War II. He was a pilot and he wrote a second memoir like about was fighting the right for the side? British in on the right side. Yeah, but yeah. he did it was say called We Bombed the Wrong People. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong guy died. He did say he was like I even, you know, the people do tend to hate the Jews. And I have to wonder, like, even a stinker like Hitler hating them, like, Jesus. what did they do? That is Can I say, I've been crazy. reading a book about that specifically, and it is wild. Roald Dahl hating Jews? Uh, just about the Jewish pe- anti-Semitism in general. It's called oh, yeah. The Rise of Totalitarianism by Hannah Arendt. And she talks about oh, how. Oh, Hannah, yeah. Yeah, it is. I lot going on there it's oh, I got, like it's I got so much deeper right in there it's a it's a sad read it is a it's a talk about it is thick too i got i i read it very slowly but they talk about all that stuff and it is crazy i didn't know so much of that uh it's time for us to know what your next pick's gonna be <laughs> my next pick is going to be not his most famous book but my favorite one uh sideways stories from wayside school yes Man, I used to love those as a kid. I definitely felt very alone a lot, very like, just like in a lot of situations where, and like the whole point of those books that was that like adults were the weird ones. Yeah. And that the kids were more sane. And that like, I just really kind of related to that, having just been around so many different kinds of people and stuff like that. So I just, and I thought they were so 
funny as a kid. Like they were so like the first, like first books I remember thinking were like really, truly very funny. And like, it was, well, there's like four of them, I think. And yeah. And it was like, and they had like, you know, the, the, the mean teacher who was actually a witch and like that I really related to on the idea of like, no, my teacher's crazy. I'm reasonable. You know what I Wasn't mean? Wasn't there one where the teacher kept taking off layers and it was just a rat? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Really. And like, yeah, really silly like that. Yeah. Like the humor was really out there. I like remember there was like one. There was one story of the school that was like boarded up. You couldn't get to that story. Like there was no the seventh floor. The 13th story. Or the 13th story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was not. But oh, my God, I remember that. Yeah, and I just I just remember just reading them over and over and over and thinking they were so funny. And yeah, just that idea of like the kids are normal and the parents are like kind of like like a rugrats situation. Kind of like it just like it was always that the adults were the antagonists. Yeah. Or the adults were the ones who weren't reasonable or whatever. And as a kid who like was like bouncing around from place to place, I felt a lot like uh it just, yeah, I really liked it. Here's my question. David, was there one of the kids named David? There was a David. There was a David. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. There was a David in that book. Oh, my God. I forgot about that completely. Do you remember what David's story was? No. Shit. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It's been so long. I just remember the series because it was like sideways stories and then falling down. Oh, he was like a very specific, I can't. Ah, uh, I might have to. I I might have to read this children's book again. Because I remember there was a Dana, which was very exciting for me, but mm. she never got a good story. Oh man, I can't. I'll I'll look it back up and report to you. But sideways stories from Wayside School, so funny, just great. Yeah, great. Pack. And like things like things like yeah, things like the teacher turns into a rat, and that's really. And even as a kid, you read it, and it's so absurd, but so funny, and like. Yeah, it was. It's just like created a really, really fun world. I remember those teachers we had that we all th were like, "This teacher sucks," and they were. But that's real. Well, I bet you almost all teachers are like saints. You know, no, like nobody no, gets into no, being I a don't, teacher. I don't agree. I don't agree Whoa. with that at all. David Bory, do you know that Lewis Acker came out with a new Wayside School? But he says to enjoy this, you have to read the first three first. Ah, I love that. He came out with one last year. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. And also, yeah, Sean, that teacher's thing, I do not agree with that. There's people who are bad at their jobs in every field. I'm bad not, at it, but I'm saying they're probably not a bad person. I don't know. I had some teachers say some real wild shit to me. I don't I don't agree with that at all. Really? Okay. But I think there's a lot of great ones, and I yeah. think they're like it's a really difficult job to do. And I think you're doing the Lord's work, but I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I don't think there's some really bad ones. Some people are doing the Lord's work poorly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, sideways stories from Wayside School. So funny, man. So funny. And Excellent like, pick. Even yeah. as a kid, I didn't think a lot of kids' books were that funny. And that was really funny. Didn't he also make well another one that I won't say picks? He made another famous oh, YA yeah. book, though, right? That's on, like, my, it's very, on my yeah. list. I think I know which one you're talking about. I'm going to take uh, a book I read when I was a kid that I don't I don't know how appropriate it is, but I <laughs> Again, sleepers <laughs> off the board. Yeah, sleepers is gone. I think it's I think it's fine. I'm going to take the Indian in the cupboard. Oh, weren't yeah. there more than they made a movie too, right? They made a movie and they made a few they made some sequels to the Indian in the cupboard too. What was it? It was like he would he was the only one who could see him. 
Yeah, they had little toys. He had little toys of Indians. It was like an old British book. And he put like an Indian in this little cupboard. Like he got a gift of a small plastic Indian and then like closed it. And then when he opened it, he was real. The Indian ah. was real. He was a tiny little guy. And he just kind of helps him <laughs> like navigate through being being a kid. Something like that. <laughs> little Bear is yeah. the name. Just throws him some sage advice here and there. Yeah. Do they go on adventures? Uh, I don't fully remember. Is the kid from New York City? Is that right? I think the kid is British. Oh, okay. maybe he is from New York City. Maybe in the movie. That might. Oh yeah, be maybe it. in the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read that back in the day. I just thought it was a. It 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 had. I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia for it. It was criticized for its depictions of American Indians. I so can I apologize for that, but I definitely, when I was a kid, thought it was like a really cool like idea that like yeah. these little toy like what if your toys could come alive was like yeah. a very powerful idea when you were a kid because they were proto toy story yeah, yeah. proto toy story they were kind of like alive to you anyway and i was like oh man what if like this power ranger could come to life or like whatever it was i thought like i'm just gone and they're living a life yeah yeah that's amazing just looking at a toy and you're like just walk just yeah, move just come a on. little bit for me. I know it's in there. I know it's in there. <laughs> I think he also I think the kid also brings like a little cowboy to life and then brings like a like when one of them hurts the other, he brings like a little medic to life. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I could see I could see how this started getting complicated. Yeah, it's it's getting out of hand and he's like, shit, now I gotta bring this World War One medic to life too by putting him in the cupboard. Then he has to explain the difference between a surgeon and a physician with yeah. no yeah, anesthesia. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Indian in the cupboard. I just remember like loving that idea when I was a kid, and also thinking very correctly that it was a queer depiction of the American Indian and not one that ought to be trusted. Oh, I forgot that you were a little boy. You said queer a lot. I was, yeah, <laughs> but not in the way that Sean was. No, I was and, all studied. And I was. I was a studied. I was going to say at least take the blame with me. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I was, uh... We're going to get to my fourth pick, but not before we take another short break. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Policy Genius. Uh, now, something you can really do for your family this spring, something you want to do. Sure, you want to go get in shape. You want to learn how to do the splits. You know, you got to redo the bathroom. One thing you can do, <laughs> that's all me, by the way. I want to learn how to do the splits. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius uh, as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance just means that you have a peace of mind. So if something's going to happen to you, if it were to happen to you, your family can cover the expenses while getting back on their feet. That's what life insurance is for. And luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top life insurance companies and their team of licensed experts. They're on hand just to kind of talk you through it. So I have life insurance through no effort of my own. My wife did everything as she does, but I was sort of on the sidelines of the project. And it, it was such a hard thing she had to do. She had to go through and compare everything, find all the quotes herself. But it helps me sleep tremendously, especially now that we have a kid. Also, it's, it's a bummer to talk about, but once you get it out of the way, you don't have to talk about it again. And that's where Policy Genius comes in. They make it the easiest and quickest possible situation you can have. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents, technology that makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers, just a few clicks, you're going to find the lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams, which, 
you know, I've always wanted to avoid unnecessary medical exams. Nothing new for your boy. So if that sounds like something you're into, Policy Genius can get it done. They also work for you, not the insurers. That means they don't have uh, some sort of quota they got to meet. They're not hitting like bonus numbers or anything. They just want you to get the best quote possible and the best insurance for you. So they're out for you, not the insurance companies, which I'll let you boy. That's what we're looking for. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Welcome back to All Fantasy Everything Already in Progress. Um, We've just wrapped up the first three rounds and we're about to... uh, Evoke the spirit of Dana Schwartz and speedster our way through the final two rounds. Um, it's time for my pick. I am Ian Carmel. And it's time now to get to my fourth pick. Uh, there's so many on the board. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and take Lotion. The book, a book called Lotion. I would read. I would read lotion with my hands <laughs> when I was a boy. I would read. I would read milk. I read. I read mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. I'm taking a book called My Father's Dragons. I don't know if anybody else read this, but I they never. were. They were very important to me. It was about like a boy going to an island to rescue like a baby dragon and then there were two other books i i don't remember if i'm being honest i don't remember a ton do you, dana what baby, i loved this book you love this <laughs> book? I, I called you baby ian i oh, loved okay. this book i you loved it do, i love it okay. too it's not like calling a teacher mom you can do that here <laughs> wait and he is this the one where like he goes to the island and they they are like you have to have these specific items yes and then he like uses that he uses like the ribbons for the lion yeah uh, and he like has to cross like a uh, a thing with a crocodile. Oh my god, what a great book! Such a good book, and it get it like I remember I had like wildly like animated dreams about it when I was a kid. Like I I like had like lucid dreams that I was like on this island kind of thing, and would like and lived amongst the dragons. And I remember waking up and being like, dreams can be like that. And I've been chasing <laughs> that sensation ever since. You've been chasing the dragon, as it were. I've been chasing the dragon. Yeah. yeah. But they were, they're just great. They were just great books. I read them when I was really, really young. Um, But yeah, they were, they were just so good. I think, I think there were two others, Jacob and the dragon or Jacob. Was that the, ja- oh no, Jacob Tutu and the dinosaur. He gives uh, a rhino a toothbrush to brush his horn. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's just very it's just a very cute good book. Um man. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it back then except I fucking dragons were awesome. Man, that is I just watched Shang-Chi and I was like, I forgot about how cool I thought dragons were. Yeah, dude, dragons <laughs> are dragons are dope. Yeah, man. If if Game of Thrones didn't have dragons, that's a different series, dude. Well, they they allude to it the whole time 
yeah. the whole time. It's they're holding it over your head. That's yeah. I think it's like, a lot saw, of people. I only saw the last episode of Game of Thrones with you. You're guys, not a big fantasy all. guy. Of right? what? You're not a big fantasy guy. You don't like that that world, right? I go in and out, but not particularly. But I mean, I watched the last episode with you guys. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> yeah, was that was after we <laughs> drove good. back from fuck, where the fuck were we? Somewhere weird. Somewhere far. Oh, we went to to do Doug Loves Movies, right? Yeah, it was like oh, I was like Bray. Bray. Yeah, yeah, Bray it was, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, My Father's Dragon, great book. One I would strongly recommend for your kids, and the and the sequels they were really fun by Ruth Styles Gannett. That's name. an author's name. Fun name. An author's ass name. Uh, Elmer and the Dragon, I think, was one of the sequels. David Boyd, time for your fourth pick. My fourth pick is I found out in looking it back up for this book by the guy who made Veronica Mars. Whoa. Huh. Yeah, by Rob Thomas. Uh, it's called Ratsaw God. Rob Thomas? Not. <laughs> oh, else forget all that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, Man, it's a hot one. <laughs> My man is up the Mona Lisa. <laughs> what if Rob Thomas did? He's like, you know what? Fuck, fuck this. I'm going to be a singer. Children's books. <laughs> it was like a very angsty teen book about this kid who like his dad was an astronaut and then him and his parents weren't clicking during high school. And then he moved from like Houston to San Diego and he got into pot and then he got into this really weird like alternative group of friends and they were into uh, ASL. And in their picture in the yearbook, they signed the they signed Ratsaw God, which is a palindrome for Dog Was Star. I don't know. I just remember reading it when I was like, whatever age it was where you had to like, do you remember having to take the, the book report tests on the computer? God. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Like after you read the book. So I remember I read it and like, I was like in a situation where I had to like catch up. So I I, I read it and like, Four days and took the test and i just really liked it and then i gr- come to find out rob thomas of veronica mars fame wrote it wow and there's like he took some stuff from that book put in veronica mars not i never watched veronica mars though now i feel like i gotta watch it also because doesn't kareem abdul jabbar write for it he did people really like it yeah yeah i never got into it just so i'm clear kareem abdul jabbar wrote for veronica mars or is that who new, I'm thinking of? Yeah, the new, the new series. Yeah, he yeah. Got, he got really into writing. He's a Renaissance man, Sean. He can really do it all. I, Lou Alcindor. Fun, Lou Alcindor. fun to know. Fun to know. I'm <laughs> reading about Ratsaw God, and he published it. The San Diego parts and the Houston parts were written in two different fonts in the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved it was, when they did that. Yeah. It was, and there was like also like draw. It was like a really trippy like read, especially you know when you're like 13, you're like this is edgy. Yeah. I mean, he's doing weed in it, and there's a divorce. Yeah, there's a lot of weed in it. A lot of weed in it. He falls in love with a girl named Dub. Yeah, good book. Oh, who didn't? <laughs> she wore basketball shorts. She wore, she wore basketball <laughs> shorts. <laughs> From basketball shorts to basketball Schwartz, Dana, it's time for your fourth pick. There it is. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Yeah, uh, I'm going with another Lewis Sacker book. Which nice. I only know how to pronounce because in the beginning of every book, he's like, it's Sacker, like a sack or like in football, not like Sakar, even though it's spelled Sakar. Uh, holes. I knew that's oh, what I was going to yeah. say. That was yeah. the other one. Yeah. A great pick. It was a one of the first books I read 
maybe the first book I read with like multiple timelines, like it jumps around different timelines and then they all come together at the end. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe a book <laughs> could do this. Yeah. So it's about uh, a, a young man named Stanley Yelnats, which his name is the f- same forward and backward. Oh yeah. And he That's sort fun. of gets accidentally framed for stealing a pair of shoes, even though he didn't steal them. Uh, and he gets sent to this like rehabilitation juvie program where he has to dig a hole every day in the dead in like a dried out lake. But then that story's happening. And then there's like two other stories that you think are unrelated, but then uh, come to uh, the climax of the book and fit together like like a puzzle. And it's just like a fun book. And it felt smart. And it was it, an adventure. They made a movie of it. The movie was pretty fun, but the Shia book is LaBeouf? just amazing. It's got the yeah. beef boy in it, right? It's got yeah. the beef boy. David's boy. Wasn't it like, Holes is like one of the first books I remember kids saying that was their favorite book. Does that make sense? Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Like it was like one of those first ones where you would hear kids be like, no, I love that book. <laughs> it's know? great. It's like the, the main storyline is happening. And then there's a storyline about a... Uh, a school teacher who falls in love with a black guy in their town and the town hates her and him. And then there's a, a, we don't know at the time, but she's also this, this outlaw called kissing Kate Barlow, which is like a really cool name. Uh, yeah, it's like an old West mystery. And then there's like an old, I guess probably not in retrospect, a good portrayal of a, of a gypsy woman, but there's like a gypsy's curse that feeds into it all. It's, it's like all the fun you want. And then the, I'm not, we can't say what the, I don't want to spoil the end, but it's like, it ends with like the best shit you could end it with. Oh, that sequence. It's like, uh, to borrow a phrase, it's like they fed all the quarters in and then it just is, is coming out like, like it's paying off. Yeah. It it ends. So it's ends so good and happy. Yeah. That last like 60 pages is just like, boom, 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 boom. (laughs) I've never said that about 60 pages. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They've never just what about blown the dirt? By. You keep shitting on the dirt this yeah, whole dude. episode. Not like that. I did fly through the dirt. You're right. It inspired you to kick in a window, which <laughs> what? is what they wanted. You know how much I think about how, like, oh, I feel Probably so as much bad as about, I think that. about it. <laughs> that small shop owner that just showed up to work and the window was kicked out by a shit bag. It, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Yes. I'm in. Pull up on the yoke, dude. You're all right. You've done more good than bad. You know what has what has a lot of dirt? Holes. A series about exactly digging in the dirt. You two should get also, married. Wasn't <laughs> I like the <laughs> Did you wasn't okay. it? Go, David, stop. So when you guys <laughs> I'm trying to talk about books. Sorry, Sean. You're out of the conversation, I guess. Was there any part of either one of you the first time that you were doing this shit where you're like in the back of your mind, we're like, it'd be weird to be married to that person. Like, I could see myself marrying that person. When we were, when Dana was a guest for the first time? Yeah, just like in the back I of your mind. Fleet, it'd be just, weird just, to be married to that person? No, I didn't think it would be weird Not to weird. Be I think that about every single guest we've ever had. Not weird. But was there a tiny little part in the back of your brain, like, wouldn't it be crazy if we got married or something? Like, I think no. I was so focused on, on non-Disney, non-Pixar animated movies that right. the thought well, of marriage didn't cross my mind. 
She's focused on trashing Shrek. Yeah, you, American you had that film. terrible pick, that like, terrible point of view in there somewhere that awful. Shrek was a bad movie. Just an Correct. awful that point That was like taking up most I of your I challenge space. you to rewatch Shrek and tell me if you enjoy it. With the Roald Dahl and the J.K. Rowling <laughs> picks, uh, the Shrek opinion is making a lot more sense when you think about the well she's been drinking from since she was a kid. <laughs> okay. Now he's painting a bigger picture. Damn. I get it. It's a whole you conspiracy. You the Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> And, authors and I, of problematic views. That is a problematic book. So I could condemn it. <laughs> so I could bring it up and condemn it. <laughs> so I could say, thank God we don't read books like this anymore. I thought you two were going to get married the first time I laid eyes on both of you. So there. We're still getting married. I know. I know. You call it the first time you saw Dana you knew? First time. First time you like, saw me, you're like, she's going to marry Ian Carmel and become Dana yeah. Carmel? I was thinking Ian Schwartz, but yeah. It's still on the table. Yeah, yeah you could still the make that move. Or you could do the Schwartz mill. You could do that. No, we can't. <laughs> no. Or Schmel. You have to combine them. So it'd be like Schmel. Schwartz. Quartz. Mel Schwartz? Mel Schwartz. Mel Schwartz. Mel Schwartz. Well, that's got to be Mel the name Schmort. of the first kid. He's also like Spaceballs kid. Mel, mm. Mel Schwartz. <laughs> She doesn't look Jewish. <laughs> I said Jewish. It's Druish. Druish. <laughs> Funny. She doesn't look Druish. Uh, Sean, time for your fourth and then your final picks, you old so-and-so. Okay. Now, here's where I'm going to need some wiggle room. Because <clears throat> this is a kid's book. There are pictures. But it's... This is how... This, thank God I didn't have all five of these be picks like this. I, I think just, it would be just fine. Just man. Yeah, man. Where the sidewalk ends. Yeah. Wonderful great, book. Great Shell book. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Per, it's totally perfect. kids bug all right i just well it's not you know that's like a full-on children's book but it's it's a book I just of poetry it. yeah it's I, poems that's one like one of the first thoughts when max was born i was just like i can't wait I, I could almost start crying but i cannot wait to read her those because it's like i remember those getting read to me yeah and i'm man you should read her some of his early work Oh, yeah. That dude wrote pornographic poems. And a boy named Sue. And a boy named Sue. And when you look at his author photo, it makes sense. You're Shel like, Silverstein yeah, this looks guy. like a fucking lunatic. He looks like a fucking murderer. Yeah. He's he, crazy. He, he looks like the coolest guy in the world. Yeah, he I does. was going to say, I think he looks badass. I think he looks Shel amazing. Silverstein's author photo? Yeah, he's handsome. He's the one cool. Where he's like, it's like the clown in House of a Thousand Corpses at the beginning. Yeah, if you've seen he's that scary movie. looking. No, it's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's... um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I so. love him, but he's crazy looking. Well, yeah, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of a David Manson thing to him. Who? D Manson. Oh, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. No, David Manson. <laughs> <laughs> his brother, David Manson. Also, his like author photo was the whole back of the book, wasn't it? Like yeah. it was a big. It no, was you a knew big what he looked photo. like. You knew what he looked like. Yeah, that dude wanted you to know what he looked like. Come on, he looks crazy. I'm looking at it right, I'm looking at it right he, now. He looks like a psychopath. Do you see what I mean with a little bit of the Charles Manson thing? If you yeah. just hired a babysitter online and you didn't get I'm a picture of him, hire you got a babysitter. I'm also not going to hire a 40 year old dude babysitter, probably. I'm just saying, if you just got a, a description and you're like, all right, I'm going to, cool, they sound like a good babysitter. And then Shell Silverstein showed up, I think I'd just stay in for the night. You know what, what if I mean? it was like award winning children's yeah, book? Yeah, what if you knew that he wrote but the if Giving that Tree? That guy shows up. As an award-winning children's author, kidnaps Maxine Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> now, so 
This is very specific to me for my fifth pick. If you do mm. not let me pick it, I understand, and I will pick a different take book. It, it better be the Bible, it, dude. It better be the Bible. <laughs> it, that was the other book I was going to talk about because we read. I read the Bible when I was like eleven. There's we a had, lot of brutal stuff in there. We had to read it in uh, CCD. You've had some tough reads, Doc. Well, that yeah, was that another one. worse we, than sleepers. We had to read it in CCD. Uh, so this is just me. But when I was a kid, I used to read the North American Field Guides. Do you know what those are? No. No. They're pictures, they're books with pictures of like this. These are all the frogs in the world. These are all the snakes in the world. These so you can get <laughs> like different encyclopedias? Ones. It was like it was like Blue Planet in book form. There were barely any words, but when I would go to the library when I was a child, I would get those when other kids got books and I would just sit and read whatever words were in there, but mainly just look at pictures of the frogs and the snakes and things. That's sweet. All right, yeah. Now, look them. Are you looking it up, Ian? No, I know what you're talking about now. The those I would in our library time. I would just sit and I would, <laughs> I would read. I would, I would essentially look at those. So that's uh, if you'll let it happen, it's going to be yeah. the North American Field Guide I'm series. Have to yeah. get the speed <laughs> round, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> that's why I had to wait. Tight. North American Field Guide. <laughs> uh, Dana Schwartz, time for your final pick. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, the giver. Oh, oh nice. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Love that book. Read it a lot. I feel like it started like my taste. I kind of like, like dystopian fantasy novels for a long time, but it was like, it was a fantasy book that didn't feel like a fantasy book. It's like very grounded. Yeah. Uh, it was very, very fun, grounded. Very smart. Very relatable. It's like the rare situation of like, I feel like nowadays there became like this trend of like, oh, you're in this dystopian society and only you can can break it. But what I really liked about like The Giver was like the main character, Jonas, uh, was like totally in on the world. Like he's like, yeah, we live in a great world. Like every like book now that I feel like about those dystopian worlds, it feels like someone from our world just appeared into that world. And it's like, this system sucks. Like they, yeah. know from, oh, yeah. they know from the beginning that the system that they live in is bullshit. But like the giver was really good because like he was living in that world and he's like, yeah, this is our system. This is what we do. It's normal. It's good. And his eyes like slowly get opened. Right. right. That was really, really smart. Yeah, yeah. Really smart. Really good book. Um, David, time for your final pick. Uh, I think it was written in like 85 or something. It's called The Moves Make the Man. It's about these two <laughs> kids in North Carolina who bond together over playing basketball in the woods. It's like hard to explain, but the one kid is like, he has the white kid. The one kid is like the only black kid at the all white school because it's like in like 61. And then he befriends this white kid who's teaching himself how to play basketball. And he's just this really bizarre kid. Like the white kid hates lying because his father lies a lot. So this black kid's trying to t teach him how to play basketball and he refuses to learn like fakes. Like he won't do oh. head fakes and crossovers and oh, stuff like that. That's interesting. Because he like, he hates lying. Oh. But then at this one point, this thing happens where like he has to play a game against his father to see his mom in the mental hospital and he compromises himself and he does a fake. He fakes out his dad in a basketball game, like does a crazy head fake and drains it. And then he did his dad takes him to go see his mom. Whoa. And then ultimately it's like super heartbreaking. Sounds Aww. heavy as and shit. And there's like a lot of other really, it's just like such a good, like strange bedfellow, just 
Like a yeah. really, really interesting book, man. The moves wow. make the man. The yeah, really. the man. That sounds like a Bobby Brown album to me. It's, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's a lot. Like a lot of it's about basketball and it's about race and it's about like a little bit of mental, a lot of mental illness because the kid's mom is mentally ill and then he's really. Mm. It's just yeah, it's just a great book. Great, great book. Um, excellent pick. There are so many books I want to take right now. <laughs> But I Sleepers can't let and the North American field guides off the, table. off the table. I can't let this draft go by. What an open and close. <laughs> I can't let this draft open and close without a mention of the God R.L. Stein. Get oh. it. Get oh, in. I Get read in. so many Fear Street books. I read even more Goosebumps books. And I have yeah. to take my favorite Goosebumps, Deep Trouble, about a shark. Oh, I never read shit. that one, but I remember the cover. Yeah. The covers sold those books, dude. Oh, yeah. Those were. That was a book fair special because you're like, look at this. You don't even need crack. You're like, check this shit out, dude. Yeah. Wear it like a badge. Night of the Living Dummy, dude. Look at that shit. You know what's going on there. That's. Yeah, I completely forgot about those books. Oh, that that cover pissed me off. Oh, man. All those covers, but that dummy one. I love the Goosebumps books, man. Had to take it. One a month. How did he do it? That's awesome. He's yeah, a weird looking guy. Have you ever those. seen R.L. Stein? Oh, yeah. He's, oh. Weird. he's all weird. I never even thought to look what he looks like. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to right now. He kind of looks like he smells like soup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super that, he looks like he enjoys a good bisque. <laughs> yeah. yeah. R.L. Stein. I'm taking uh, Deep Trouble from Goosebumps. Marissa, nice. do you have a, that wraps us up. Do you have a pick? Yes. I'm delighted this hasn't been picked yet. I'm picking the book series, A Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, I'm so glad you took it. Yeah. It was a story about some really smart orphans. It was dark. It was funny. It was absurd. Uh, I was obsessed with it as a kid. Also, I met the author and I got him to sign my book and he wrote in it uh, to Marissa, a future orphan. Which I loved, but he was I realized he was pretty grim. Yeah. 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 That's grim. That's kind guess, of funny. Yeah. yeah. Is very I guess funny. we all are, maybe. Unless we die yeah. first. Oh, yeah. Uh damn. Sean dark, Jordan, you darker. went first. <laughs> <Darker>. <laughs> you went first. You took sleepers. I did. And then the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings, my teacher is an alien, where the sidewalk ends, and the North American field guide. If you would, if you just showed me those five books and asked me to find a through line, I couldn't. No, no way. Dan, you went second. You I took from it. the mixed up files of Mrs. Basilie Frankenweiler or Frankweiler, oh Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Boy, Holes, and The Giver. Dave, and you went third. You took Ender's Game, The Outsiders, Sideways Stories from Wayside School, Rat Saw Dog, and The Moves Make the Man. I went last. I took Redwall, Winnie the Pooh, The Indian in the Cupboard, Boo, My Father's <laughs> Dragons, and Goosebumps. Deep trouble, but really all the goosebumps. Uh, we left a lot on the board. Yeah, I want to send some yeah. shout outs to Wooden Teeth and Jelly Beans, a book Lord about the flies, presidents, uh, Dinotopia, Fr- Frindle, The Westing oh. Game, Dinotopia, Dinotopia. Yeah, I didn't even have that on my list. Salamanderstrom, Catcher in the Rye, which I didn't know was yeah. YA until I uh, looked this Star up. Girl. Did anyone read those Jerry Spinelli books? No. Yeah. What else did, did Jerry Spinelli also write? Maniac McGee. That sounds right. Because I had good, Maniac McGee on my list. To Kill a, a Mockingbird, run. The oh, Call of the Wild, A Wrinkle in Time, Tuck Everlasting, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Where oh, the shit. Red Fern Grows. I read those too. I read a book called Sphere. Was that, have you ever right. heard of that? Was that a YA I book? I remember Sphere. Yeah. I liked Feed. This would have been after your time, but I really liked this book called <laughs> Feed about like kids with computers in their brains. Oh. And then there was um, 
a book that one of those weird ones that I read that I feel like no one's heard of. It was called Stravaganza City of Masks, and it was about a boy's transported to old timey Venice. Oh, you read that? Yeah. Yeah, I bet you read that. (laughs) Stravaganza. (laughs) Old timey Venice. Stravaganza. You and the author's wife are the only or husband are the only ones who've read that. That's awesome. Ooh, Stravaganza. Oh, Stravaganza. That's my impression of Dana at the age of 12. Ooh, Stravaganza City of Masks. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Old timey Venice, you say? Yeah. yeah, that was me. I was enchanted. <laughs> Ensorcelled, even. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear your picks. Send us up at All Fantasy Pod on Twitter, All Fantasy Podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to everyone on the All Fantasy Everything Patreon. Thank you so much. For your generosity holding us down. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Shaslackity. Shout out to everyone on the AFE subreddit. Uh, oh, can I say? S- oh, so yeah, no, please. Keep, no, 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 no. Shout out to Waffle Toppets. Thank you for the Christmas gift. Waffle Toppets. Oh, yeah. I really, ing- I really, that's so cool, man. He got me like a King of the Hill. He got me some candy. Sam Talent ate most of it. He got me sure. a King of the Hill uh, apron and a guide to where the best chefs eat. So oh, nice. amazing. Shout out to uh, yeah. Alan Pryor Brand for my uh, Secret Santa gift. Thank you. A little, it was a tea brewing thing. I have not received mine. Ooh. Dark Sean, dude. <laughs> Can I also say it makes me laugh on the subreddit, the, the comment section of my first appearance on the show, when they are like, wow, Dana and Ian just don't vibe. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, through that, I've learned what I always figured is that fan. You may be a fan of something, but it doesn't mean you necessarily know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) And I apply that to my own life. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like, I like shit, but I don't really know. I don't know if I understand it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Shout out to Shrek. Shout out to Donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Saint Sue Carmel. Shout out to Frankie Ocean. Shout out to Sid the Dude. Shout out to Haji Beats. And more important than all of that, tune in again next week to another brand new episode of All Fantasy. Wait a minute. Tune in again next year. Oh. <laughs> Tune in again next year to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Chiclackity. That was a HeadGum Podcast.